Welcome to the Intoxicated Podcast, a weekly comedy talk show that dives into the personal lives of comedians, experts, and creators. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, a very amateur stand-up comedian and self-proclaimed sad girl. It's the comedy podcast with a lot of heart. Feel hard and talk hard. This is the Intoxicated Podcast. Hey there, internet. Welcome back to another episode of the Intoxicated Podcast. Hello, how are you? It's been a while. Um, first off, I do apologize for already not sticking to my bi-weekly release schedule. I had an amazing episode ready to go, um, but the guest wasn't quite ready for me to release it to the world yet. And I had to pull it. I do understand podcasting is a vulnerable thing for people who aren't like me, who aren't super open. It's a whole thing. So these things happen. Uh, Hopefully one day that episode can come out. That is my hope. Or maybe it won't. Who knows? Either way, I do feel bad for missing last week. I could rattle off some excuses, but honestly, guys, I've just been trying to enjoy the summer and take a little bit of pressure off. And my already cut back release schedule caught up to me. That's that's what happened, essentially. Regardless, I am back today with a mega episode for you. Today's guest is a returning guest. Uh, He hasn't been on in about two years or so, and it is well overdue. He is someone I always enjoy hanging out with and talking with. Everything leads to a three-hour podcast with this guy. Um, It is the very, very funny Michael Kennedy. Wow, wow, wow. What an episode this was. This is a long one, but it was tons of fun, so feel free to pick away at it. Play it in your car. Play it while you're driving. It will get you at least from Halifax to Anaganish and more. This was great. I always have a blast with Michael. The tangents we go down are absolutely insane, but highly entertaining, and I think you guys are going to love it. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already to make sure you don't miss an episode whenever I put one out. And hopefully that's going to be more regular going forward. And if you're really digging the podcast, you can leave me a Apple podcast rating or review. These things do matter and I would greatly appreciate it. So without further ado, because this is a hefty long episode, I hope you all enjoy my conversation with the very funny Michael Kennedy. adrenaline of thinking that I, I'm now fucked. Yeah. Like, really got me worked up. Yeah, that's nothing worse than losing money. No. I signed up for a, a porn site and uh, <laughs> had the same problem. And this, and this is the episode opening. <laughs> We're going to start it right there. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Did you really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I never paid for porn. It was an impulse. I was like, this one's... 
<laughs> was it like a moment of horniness where you were like, yeah, they sold me a little bit and was it was it, a free trial. And please tell me it was the, the game that makes you come in 40 seconds. <laughs> no, please tell me it was that one. I'm so curious about that no, one. I, I don't, I want to stick to real life people. That's like cartoons and shit where it's like <laughs> these tits were scientifically designed to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to warp my brain and standards. I'm just so curious about that because I'm just like, did did it work? Did, did people come in 40 seconds? <laughs> Probably. Otherwise, they'd get sued, I guess. I just feel like I could win that game because I'm on antidepressants and I feel nothing. But wouldn't that make it harder to come in 40 seconds? But isn't it like... Okay, yeah, I guess I guess what's winning and what's losing. Like, if you, if you don't come in 40 seconds, did you win? Yeah. Did you win? Yeah, or, you won. Like, like, how does this game work? If you have a limp dick and you're crying and you didn't come in 40 seconds, you win. Yeah. They owe you money now. I would win then. Yeah. As a woman, I would too. Well, every woman would win that. <laughs> what game? What could they possibly put on the screen to make every woman come in 40 seconds? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Some women are quick. I don't know. I, I think I think it, I think someone women could do it. Yeah, people are built. They can do like forty orgasms in a minute or some shit. I've had friggin' multiple orgasms in. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't believe it, but that's just me. So it was supposed that's to be cool. a free trial for this porn site. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they were like, <laughs> after the. Th- Three days of your it, no, it wasn't even a free trial. It was like two fifty for three days. Yeah. Then that's all I wanted. I was just I'm not going to be a weirdo who pays for porn. I'm just going to do it once and judge people who do it that's forever. Not, that's not weird. I never said that. <laughs> I'm not on camera. You can't. It's not weird to pay for porn. Oh God, though. they got called out already. I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah. I'm sweating. Oh, what else am I going to say? <laughs> going to make my sex worker friends really mad. No, I'm just joking. That's the thing. I Did you, it, what no, was that? Um, oh, Taylor Tomlinson's new special. She was like, uh, she said like, she said, or, or she said sex worker in a joke. And then she said, or prostitute. If you're like an old, stupid, fucking whitey honky, whatever. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. That was me. That was me. Cause I was like, what's wrong with prostitute? I thought in my head and that one caught me off guard. I'm usually here yeah. from word of mouth, but I don't actually go on social media, so I don't know what the new rules are. That's like your what excuse. What the new words are. So I basically am a boomer. No, that's like that's a fairly new thing. I don't blame you for messing up on that. Because I that's th- fairly new. Prostitute sounds like the polite version. There's already steps up. There's hooker oh. and whore and yeah. stuff. Like there's no, rude you're... versions already. Prostitute. I think it was fine. Prostitute's like middle of the road. Sex, sex no, worker is the best thing to call them, I or, get, yeah. or or you would call them like entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the like, that's too that's, broad. That's, that's like not the, specific. Right? You're an entrepreneur. If you've ever made a dollar off this, you're an entrepreneur. I, yeah, fuck yeah, I am. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> these entrepreneurial type women. They'll go down on you. No problem. Fifty bucks. Oh man, <laughs> it's. <laughs> Oh, it's just so funny to me. So what ended up? So you thought it was a free trial, and then in the fine print was, uh, and then once the three days are up, we'll automatically charge you for a year. But you didn't see that part. I did see it like right after, right, and then saw the. It wasn't like an almost got caught thing. I wasn't. The blood pressure wasn't up. I had three days to figure out because I realized it immediately. Right, right, right. So like I watched a few videos just to get something out of it, and then. 
My girlfriend's gonna hate me after this. I love this. No, She's so excited to watch me on this podcast again. And oh the first my... thing I talk about is. <laughs> oh my god! No, shout out. Can we say her name? No. Yeah. Shut I'm up. gonna advertise her business. Oh, do it right now, right off the top. She told me not to. So, um, Cassandra Bennett uh, at Cassandra Bennett Hair Design. I probably got that wrong. In Sorry. Bedford, right? Bedford Vibe Salon in Bedford. I she'll wish... cut your hair. She'll make it look different. Yeah. You tell her to make it look like something, and she'll do it. If I lived a lot closer to Bedford, I would totally go to her because I'm really looking to establish a relationship with a hairdresser. But Bedford is too far for me to travel. Uh, by bus just um when she's going to work she'll come by and pick you up and then you can just <laughs> hang out at the bedford place mall all day i just want a hairdresser i want someone to tell me what to do because every every time i go to the hairdresser they go what do you want and I'm, i just go i want things to look better yeah they probably hate that but if you're if you're a professional hair artiste yeah yeah shouldn't you know like be able to make suggestions or like Kind of got people in the right way. They would probably be a little frustrated if you just gave them nothing, though. Oh, I mean, I could give like, them. Something. I wanted to be better. I could tell like them, like wanna... generally, like what I like. You know, I want smooth or volume or yeah, bangs or no bangs or long, short, but like layers and shit. Like all I know is that TikTok told me to get long face framing blended layers. That's that's plenty to work with. That's right what there. TikTok said. Yeah. So I, I was like, I guess that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm supposed to look like. Yeah. But then curtain bangs were a thing. And no one that I've seen yet, I don't think has done curtain bangs on me correctly. Hmm. So Cassandra, maybe I will be uh, coming your way. There you go. For an appointment. Who knows? 20 minutes of preamble. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah. So I try to cancel the subscription. <laughs> This should just be a story that we tell throughout the podcast. Like, yeah. never never let it end. Like, just keep going back I, to it. You see that a lot in specials. I, I almost want to, like, <laughs> count all the specials I've seen it in. It's not like a bad... I'm not saying it's hacky or anything. It's kind of a cool move. But, like, you can always just, like, you're telling a story. Then you go on a tangent. Long, 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 long tangent. And then you go, and then you go the- so I was at the store. And then everybody yeah. fucking laughs. And it's great. So I just did it on you, like, three times just to test it. It's, it's really... Did you end up canceling it? I did, but they, it's like comical how hard they make it. <laughs> like they, you don't, you have to like, you go to the, you Google it. There's a frequently asked questions thing. You go to this one site and then it's like, now you got to go to this chat room where you got to wait for somebody. You're like, you're second in the queue. It'll be a few oh minutes my God. and you got to talk to someone and they will be like, okay, so you like porn. Uh, what's up? And then I want to cancel. I'll try to talk like as bluntly as possible. I would like to cancel. Do not take money from me. Yeah. Stop it now. From my membership. And yes, they're like, yes. oh, that's pretty stupid of you. Why would you do that? There's lots of hot shit on here, blah, blah. And mm. then you keep on going. And then they're like, try to sell you on it. All right. Here's the thing. We'll give you like 50% off all the anal stuff, all this, exactly, that, and that. Right? And, then, and then at the end, they're like, sound fair? Yeah. Like, oh, like they you're getting a good they, offer. They really think they got me hook, line and sinker. Hook, line, and I was sinker. getting paranoid. Like, you guys fucking leave my credit card alone, please. But they ended up you stood your ground. And you, yeah. yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah. good. Now my girlfriend will never find out about this. It's, <laughs> it's done. <laughs> I always wonder if people would fall for something like that. Now I know people do like you. I, uh, yeah. I fell for a <laughs> ship, a fishing thing the other day. 
Like the oh. a thing just Canada Post, and it was like, oh, your package wasn't. And I was waiting for a package for like a long time, and it was like it wasn't delivered. Two dollars reshipping fee, putting your thing, and then like I put in my info, and then I looked at the URL, and it was like that's not Canada Post. I'm fucked. So I've just been like locking. I, I haven't gotten to the bank. Like I just haven't gotten around to it. Right. It's been like two weeks. I've just been locking my card and then unlocking it when I go to buy something, and then locking it again. Right now it's unlocked. I've been a little loosey goosey because nothing's happened. And uh, oh my god, oh my god! <laughs> so I don't put. I like it's almost maxed out my credit card, so I just leave it almost <laughs> maxed out. I don't want too much there for them to be able to steal if they do. That's a great. Hopefully but you want to know what? What I learned: credit cards can go over their limit, so be careful. They can, yeah, a little bit. Listen, I. I am getting my life together because I bought $30 worth of Excel templates that. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> from this girl, girls who excel.com. <laughs> and it's <laughs> to like get my life together. So I have a habit tracker that tracks like all my good habits that I'm trying to do, like daily, weekly, monthly. Yeah. And it tracks my progress. And then, um, and then I have a personal finance one that's like a tab for like, Here's where you're you're at with all the debt you have, and like here's how you're spending, and like it's it's I like it. It's I'm getting my shit together. I'm really trying. Mm, that would help me hate myself less. That's all stuff that I'm just is in the back of my mind, and I just let it sit there, and then yeah. But if but it that was like here's me. if you had an objective thing to say, you got less shitty since yesterday, then it would be encouraging, I guess. Yeah, and I was feeling good until I saw that one of my credit cards had those Adobe charges on it. Mm. And then I went, ah, isn't that my luck? Yeah. Isn't that my luck? Now there's this tense atmosphere in your home. <laughs> it's filled with the hot But you want to know, no, stress. I'm, no, well, Butrin's making me less reactive. Like I'm. Reacting makes me less reactive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm um, for it. Oh my God. Uh, it's making me less like stressy. Like I, which is good. Yeah. That's what it's for. Like, like things happen and I just go. Mm. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Yeah. That just happened. And then move on with my day. (laughs) So Wellbutrin, this episode is sponsored by Wellbutrin. Wellbutrin. The antidepressant they give you when you have ADHD and anxiety. Oh, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. It's good. I like it. Has no sexual side effects, apparently. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's the big hang up that makes me not even want to try. Like Prozac and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get it fucking into it, guys. Oh, my God. All right. Hi. 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 Hello. Um, we're back on this podcast that has a very inconsistent release schedule right now, but we're, we're going to get back at it with uh, a returning guest. Um, you haven't been on in about a year. Mm-hmm. A boot. A boot. Um, you were in on the episode that was, I think, around the one seventies, which was one of my favorite times on the podcast because it was just so much fucking fun. Um, please welcome back to the pot, and I can say Michael, right? Yeah. Please welcome back to the podcast, Michael Kennedy. Second and only time. Formerly Thomas Kennedy. Yeah. Second and only. <laughs> That didn't, oh, oh, didn't make sense. No, it does. It, it's your only time as Michael. It's my only time doing it for the second time. Oh my God. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's your first time doing it for the second time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, we might not be as drunk for this one because we're both 
responsible now. Mm. Well, Res- I don't feel like walking home this time. <laughs> Intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> what the? So the last podcast we did, we drank a lot of Caesars. And I think smoked a lot of weed too. That was like the most I ever drank in one sitting, and the most I ever smoked in one sitting, and once, and I don't know something. The adrenaline from the being on air or something. I didn't really feel like it. Yeah. It didn't really seem like it. I usually would throw up from that much. It's kind of strange. Yeah. I don't know how I did it, but I'm not doing it now. Well, you pulled through and then you walked home that night. Yeah. Which was like an adventure for you? Like no, what? that back then I was walking all the time because I, I didn't have a, a girlfriend. So oh. I had a bunch of time to fill up. So I just wander the streets. That's me now. Yeah. I love walking. Yeah. Especially on like hot summer nights. It's nice. Oh, summer nights are the best. Right? Yeah. Walk like on a like a really hot, humid summer night, and then like and then the humidity breaks a bit and it gets a little chillier. Mm. It's the fucking best. Um, but welcome back to the show. So, um, you you've been like in and out of stand up. Yeah, yeah, because uh, mostly because of my occupation, which is why I went by Thomas. I didn't want uh, the world colliding. Uh, yeah, you want to you want to keep them separated. Yeah, but uh, here we go. I'll just say it. I'm a I'm a nurse, yes. so that's why uh, the pandemic really fucked things up. I was working so, at a nursing home, so I couldn't really uh, be going out to bars all the time. Fuck me, Jesus yeah. Christ! But I've always been like in and out of stand up because of nursing. So I've always the schedule really doesn't help. Yeah, because with- I started while I was in school, so I'd have to keep on going back to Cape Breton. I was going to school in Cape Breton, so I'd have to go back between semesters to do school. Right. But then, coincidentally, they opened up a mic in Sydney, in my hometown, so I was able to get up like once a week at least. Get up there. But there was lots of like gaps. So like I started in 2017, but I'm not nearly as good as a five-year comic should be because of all these. Breaks. It's so annoying. Like I want to just tell people I'm a five-year comic, but then I don't want to be like, oh, well, you should be better. I'm just going to have to accept the fact that I'm a stunted Could five-year you comic. add up the months you did it consistently and then yeah, but kind of bother? I, I don't want to do well, that. No, it's too all, much explaining. No. I don't want to do a whole speech every time. This I is all you say. Someone asks. This is all you say. I've done it casually for five years. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not. I've been not taking it seriously for five You've years. You've been having casual sex with comedy. <laughs> one night stands. <laughs> one night a week stands. You, you, you friends with benefits. Yeah. You, you never. You never went steady. You never settled down. No, it's been a complicated relationship, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> tell me about it. I've been doing it, it consistently, and it's it's complicated. Mm. Um. Do Do you find like I wish I could take long breaks, like. I actually envy it. Like, do you find what's the biggest challenge with like breaking and then coming back after a long break? Uh, I'm mostly worried about like what other people think of me, like thinking that I'm not, uh, not in it. I don't give a shit. Like, uh, mm. I'm not at the same level cause I'm not seeing them all the time. It's right. Like I'm God. half in half out. I, which whatever people are going to think what they're going to think. Like people are going to say what they say. I'm never going to know. Cause that's the nature of talking behind people's backs. But never- obviously you're, you shouldn't care, but you do. So you just try to act like you don't, that's like trying to come back after COVID. Like, cause there was a time when I would have been comfortable going back or not give a shit enough <laughs> to be willing to go back. But something was still stopping me. Cause I was like, ah, I probably suck now. Everybody thinks I stink. Cause I've been they thought everybody thinks I quit probably. And I saw, so I was always in my head about that. Oh, and didn't want God. to come back. It is just such a thing that like 
It's interesting to me that like none of your insecurities are like, oh, I won't be good or like I'll be rusty. It's like I just no, it's I'm, that too. I'm oh, okay, good. It's okay, that too, yeah, but yeah. also I found as a person who's taken lots of breaks, I've always had like a lot of beginner's luck when I came back. But I think lately I've figured out a lot about how bad I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, but I am though, like relatively to what, like a head, just a regular working headliner, like I'm not even a smidgen close. I've been kind of treading waters for five years, but I think I've figured out like a lot of just recently what is bad about me. Like I am, what is it? I'm addicted (laughs) to new material, like to a point where it's the only way I can connect with the audience. I'm, I don't connect enough at all. Like I'm so scripted. I got everything because I'm so worried about forgetting a line or something that I make sure it's all in there and then I have less nerves. And then inadvertently I end up connecting to the audience anyway just because like I can't help it. But it's constricted because I made it like seven minutes exactly. When I practice this out, it lasts seven minutes. I don't want to go over or under so I can't really even afford to interact. I got to actually have the balls to be like, I'm making like five and a half minutes worth of material, uh, another minute and a half. I'm going to have to just try. So to, you're not, if this is a new material, you're just addicted to material. Well, it's, I find it's the only way I can connect. Cause I'm not, I'm really not good at building an act. Like I, 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 I think it's very ADD kind of mindset. I just get so sick of things when I'm doing a joke over and over, even if I'm like, changing it really helps. But like when I have it, oh, this one works is my reliable one that I start with so I can get to the new material. Um, I, oh fuck. I'm losing my train of thought right now. I'm brain <laughs> thought. I was on a roll for a second. You open with a new joke or an, an, an tried and true. Yeah, no, I, okay. So when I'm doing jokes that are tried and true, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I feel almost like a phony. Like, oh, I've said this oh. before. I oh. can't connect as much with what I'm saying. No, 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 no. So any, any, like, I just, I, I've been honored to like be able to talk with like so many pros and they all say that there is not enough at like with new comics, there's not enough focus on polishing Mm -hmm. versus new jokes and polishing and perfecting is like a very important thing that you should do. So I've been neglecting it the whole time, but comics need to get it out of their head like that. They're sick of me hearing this because how many times have you heard the same jokes from comics? A lot, probably. Yeah, it's true. But so, and you don't judge them, do you? A little bit sometimes. Do you really? Yeah. I guess it. De- but I shouldn't be. Well, obviously. I, I think it depends on how that joke is doing. Because if it is a joke that has never done well, yeah, that's fucking annoying. Stop. When I see someone, stop they're doing, doing it the exact it. same way. Sometimes it does good. Sometimes it does bad. I guess that makes sense though, because you're like trying to suss out what the differences are and stuff. But I don't know. I like, I I think I always, you know, everybody probably focuses too much on their strengths a lot. Like, uh, I always like, oh yeah, I'm good at coming up with new material. That's great. But like, it's kind of not to an extent, but I, I just, it's more fun. It's so much more fun doing new stuff. I find, oh my God, it feels like I'm actually talking to them about it. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it feels way more genuine. You have a point because yeah, I guess when you have a new joke, you're feeling everything. I else. So feel, you're more conversational. I almost feel more confident in new material sometimes. Oh, that's, like, so that's crazy. I've been opening with a new thing like every set for like. Good. Actually, um, on an episode that is not out now, but hopefully one day you guys will hear it. Um, <laughs> the comic said the same thing that she um, 
will write her opener that day, like the day of a show. I, yeah, that is kind of like the last thing that falls into place sometimes. I, and it's I always it's that. always dumb. Like I'm because like <laughs> I find we, like you could front load with your best short joke or whatever. But like I always want to put some bullshit before that even or like right. Just I don't know. It's uh, like I said earlier. I, I always think it's good to like open with just acknowledging something that happened is like an easy way to just get a laugh right off the bat and like connect better connect with them and be like yeah we're talking. i'm in the room with you right now i'm not just reciting yeah which is like yeah like i said my biggest problem i'm way too reciting but i want it I'm, i'll make perfectionist like i want it to be exactly as i wrote it i don't want it to like deviate i figured out the exact words i cut all the words i don't want it to be extra words because then it's not what it is like kind of obsessive but you like you you're good at like Dealing with things as it comes, like like you'll say things in between jokes that are like fun and like on the spot. And I do, but it's so basic. It's very bare bones. But, like but that's something. It's something. Yeah, it's a step in the right direction. I think that's what is making me realize all this a little build bit on, is like building that. Yeah, I just got to go up with less material than I have time on stage. Yes, yes, yeah. just less jokes. But it's like it's like fucking going without a parachute. It's just, oh, of course, it's really scary. Yeah. But like, start with like one less joke. See how that goes. Yeah. Then do too. Like I also, I'm like so like, I feel like some people kind of have their voice already. Like you got a style. Uh, most people, except for the new new people, I have no like I have no inkling of what my voice is. Like one minute I want to do like stories, and then I'm like ah, I just want to do a whole set of short jokes, Mister X. But mm. I really have no idea. I'm edgy, and sometimes I'm not. And right, but that's fucking Christ. I mean, I I feel like that's most of the journey is figuring out your voice yeah, and style and like not even close. It, it, I feel like, but it can take people like decades yeah, sometimes to do that, you know, like, so I wouldn't stress out about that. And no, also, I'm not overly stressed, but, uh, just do it's what? just something on my mind. Like, yeah, uh, I wonder fair. where I'm going with this. Cause like See, every joke seems like it's <laughs> disconnected. Mm, Cause I worry I sound too much like the comics I like. And then yeah. I get in my head about that. Yeah, I, I I don't like that. But about it's me. like almost inevitable that you're gonna do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you just gotta- some people, some comics don't watch any comedy. Like, isn't Albert like that? Yeah, some people actively avoid watching so they don't have zero influence at all. It is frustrating when you see someone that is like no other. You know, like we can name names in the scene. You know, like. You know, Kyle Barnett, Jim Temple, yeah, Albert. Like, they're all so unique. They got their voices. That there's like, no pretty, other them. I guess Steve Mackey. There's no other never, Steve Mackey. Yeah. Well, his is set in stone. I think he's like very authentic. But like the other three, they might like completely change directions. Who knows? Do a 180 later on in their careers. What could be it? Could be. I mean, I can see it, but like right now they have a, a niche. I really do feel like the grass is like, it's that grass is always greener situation. Like story comics don't, they want to try maybe not to do stories. People who don't do stories wish they could do stories. Like, yeah. like that's, that's me. Like I've, I, stories stress me out. I've never, I've never tried it. They're super I don't, I don't know if there's a story that I even have in my life that's funny enough. 
to I, tell I, on stage. I feel like you get judged way harsher when stories don't go well. Of course, because you're taking them, you're you're taking them on a journey, and then the payoff better be good. Yeah, and it wastes more time if it doesn't work, and you're like committed. Yeah, it'd be really awkward if you just stopped in the middle of the story because they didn't like it. Yeah, right. Yeah, but and then. Uh, I feel like there's almost like people think you're pretentious if you think you can tell a story like, ah, you think you're one of the greats. If you can build a narrative, like, what do you think you are? I just feel like the key is making it punchy all the way through. Yeah. Oh, well, that's like little punchlines, little funny things along the way. Yeah. Well, that's like my goal all the time is like every sentence needs to be a punchline. And then you find out like these like things you thought were weak punchlines when you do them are actually just non punchlines. I mean, that has to be like straight punchlines, but even just funny little things that can get a little chuckle out of people. Yeah. And keep them on board the whole time because it's it's stressful. That's what I find happens sometimes when you're like, yeah, that's a funny little thing. That's a funny little thing. And yeah, they're mildly funny, but they're not enough to get a laugh. And then there's a big like void of silence in between like the big punchlines that you really like. Right. That's why I stay the fuck away from it. Yeah. That's why I don't do it. I'm like observations only. Observations. How long do you think your average joke is in seconds? Average? Maybe 40 seconds? No, 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 no. I'll, That's really good. That's manageable for the like seven minute sets. Like you can well, really I just tend, craft. I tend to do like if I'm doing seven minutes, I will have seven to eight jokes. Right. Oh, right see, now. I never even think of like how, what's the number of jokes I have? Because my it's always like I do my short jokes that I think will get things ramped up at the start. And then I usually have a couple like two minute jokes. Right. But that's good. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. I almost feel like sometimes it's like I'm gearing people into like, oh, he's misdirect jokes. And then all of a sudden uh, now we're doing a story and this pacing feels off now. That's uh, I worry about that sometimes. Like short jokes and then a big story. It's like, why have we moved on yet? And it's like, oh, no, this is the closer. This is the story. People won't notice if it's funny. Yeah. I don't know. But I over- aim to make think. Pe- aim to make, make people laugh and happy. Yeah. Like no you- big deal. No pressure. <laughs> It's not hard, is it? No, I'm just, I'm just joking. It's very Worst hard. time in history. It's very, very hard to Make be funny. Make people smile. I do you think being funny can be taught? Uh, yeah, prob- probably. I feel like can be learned, or do maybe you th- not. Well, yeah, it's like it's like a bodybuilder. Like you can have good genetics and be like on top of your training and be the best of the best, or you can be like good genetics and lazy and be okay. And then someone who's got bad genetics could pass you. Like I think it's like anything like that. Nature, yeah. nurture, bullshit. Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's just important for comics to hang around comics. Mm. All the time. I don't. <laughs> well, we're. we're <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any friends. <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay, we're going to do assumptions. Are we ready for the assumptions segment? Yeah. Yeah? Is, this, is the music playing now for the listener? <laughs> You see, you press something on your phone. Oh, it's Snapchat. I should cue up the soundboard with my um, D- I with my know, segment music. I, I, you didn't have segments when I was on. Is there, That's so am funny. I going to hear music? In my- yeah, yeah. Okay. So after I said assumption segment, a, a little song will play. I like the rant song. The oh, rant song is fun. It- um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I notoriously suck at this segment. Um. I got black flies for tonight. (laughs) 
I think Chris Hansen yes. was following me all the way here from the liquor store. Black flies. I don't know. Would that wait, wait, Chris wait. Hansen, the, the pedophile yeah, yeah, hunter? Yeah. But what does it have to do with black flies? I don't know. I thought maybe that's like a drink that you get oh. minors. Oh, right? no, no, no. That's not good. Good. I like it. I like it. Good I like one? it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I catch I'm, a predator joke is the most original joke that can good, be made. Good, good pedophile joke. I like yeah, it. Nobody makes <laughs> kind of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one of the things I said, um, and I don't react to this right away. Let me explain myself after Can't wait I, to react immediately. No, but like, like, let me explain myself after I say the assumption. Cause my assumption was that you tend to, um, you tend to disappear socially from like your older circle of friends when you're in a relationship. Let me explain. But I think that's not a bad thing always, mm. but would you say that that's true? It's definitely true. Like, because the, because the times that we hung out a bunch, you were briefly single mm-hmm. and then you were back in a relationship and then no one saw my yeah. for a long time. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad no, I've gone on record. There's a clip on my Instagram of me with Chris talking about this because he was like, whenever you get a boyfriend, we're never seeing you. And I was like, yeah, that absolutely. was his assumption about you. 100% people. I'm I'm not going to be seen. No, I do do that. And I, I but I think it is a bad thing. I should be able to maintain a social life and have a significant other. But I think but I just I, don't have the urge to make friends, honestly. Like, oh, my I, I must just be like a fucking lone wolf psychology because. I like need one person and I'm good. That's what I was going to follow it up with. I feel like you're like a one person person. Yeah. Like you're someone who appreciates friends, but you don't need a lot of friends. You don't need, it's one of those things where you're that, that person that like you can just chat with every now and then. And it's like, Oh yeah, Michael. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. And it's not this like need to like constantly hang out, constantly talk. I do. I find uh yeah, people are a burden. Like I get when someone anybody talks to me to do anything, even if it's something like that would be fun and I would enjoy. I am like kind of like ugh. There's a, this a thing weird... I gotta think about, a thing I gotta plan. I'm I'm just lazy as fuck, basically. It's an obligation thing. Yeah. That yeah. when you all of a sudden get used to and happy with being on your own, or like in your case, like alone, but also like you have like a partner that you have a home life with. Um, and you guys seem to have a lot of fun together too. That's another assumption I have that like you're in a really healthy, fun relationship that's fulfilling. And then thus you don't need to like do yeah, all this I other kinda, stuff. I kind of don't have the urge to and that's, have and any other acquaintances. And that, that's the thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't know. I, I think, think it might be kind of bad. Like maybe. my mental health's in shambles and maybe a friend or two would probably help that. I don't know. But, but I have gone out of my way a couple times to message you and say that we missed you. Yeah, and then I asked you if you wanted to play VR, oh and you my said God. yes, and then uh, and then I said no. Yeah, because so, and you posted that video saying like, "Oh, I have a lot of secondary friends and no real close friends." I was like, "I should be friends with Sarah. I have no friends." <laughs> and then I was like, "Yeah, I guess not." No, no, no. I I actually like greatly appreciated that message, like more than you know. Ooh, because <laughs> because. And like, this is where things will get sad for me is like, I don't, and I said it last night at uh, comedy, um, cause I brought joints mm-hmm. cause my first thought was I really want to be social and talk to people, but I got to offer them something. Yeah. And if it's on a podcast, I can offer joints. That's how a monkey would make friends. But like, that's sad No. that I feel like I have to offer a service 
to bond with somebody. Maybe. And, and so when you asked me to hang out like outside of comedy and outside of podcasting, I was like, that is so nice because no one really does that with me a lot. Mm. Not comics anyway. Well, I have a couple of comic friends that like I've done things with outside of comedy. Yeah. And I, I love and like I will hold those people really close to me. I will hope that it happens again and again and again. But um, I find for the most part, my social life is like at comedy shows and right now here doing this which is still fun, but it is work for me. Mm -hmm. um, so when someone asks me to hang out and like do something like that doesn't involve like making content or like performing. Yeah. There's no ends to the means. I'm like, that's so nice because that means that you like me as a person and not just me as a colleague. Yeah. Well, I, I need friends too. I like, I always thought that stand up would just be like automatic friends, but it's kind of feels more like a workplace almost when you're at a show, everybody's thinking about what they're going to do. And then you're not talking to each other the whole show. Cause you don't want to talk over the show. And then at the end it's like, I gotta feel like going home. Like, yeah, the post show hang is great. A lot of the times I haven't had one in a while, but, uh, post show hang is kind of rare these days. I find. Yeah. A little bit. Because I think, I think, uh, I think people have fallen into their groups mm. and unless that whole group is at a show, it doesn't really, people just kind of dwindle. Yeah. I think like there was a period like two years ago where the post show hangs were like really popping yeah. off. Like, you know, like fucking go to Freeman's after. Go to, and like, it was, it was fun because it was just like pretty much a group would amass at the end of every show. And it was really, uh, it wasn't clicky. Like I'm, I'm not part of any of those friend groups, but like if I was yeah. there, they'd be like, you want to come? Exactly. Yeah. Right. No, 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 but I, I would agree it doesn't really happen that much anymore. Um, I mean, I think it could, I think if people initiated it, it could happen. One of my things, going back to my fucking spreadsheets, <laughs> going back to my life spreadsheets that are like supposed to help me get my shit together. One of my like weekly goals is like, I have like a couple of things. It's just like every day, talk to one friend, like engage in a little conversation on like Messenger or text or talk to one friend per day. And then each week I have make two plans, you know, whether that's like coffee, go for a walk, like just simple plans. I got a girlfriend. She makes those for me. Right. But days I, I, off, she fills them up. I don't. Right. So I got to make it happen. Um, one of the spots more. Yeah. So I actually like have it in my like to do list to initiate plans with people like to actually like be like, let's do this. At this time, how about this restaurant at this time on this day? Mm. Kind of thing. Well, we always got the the next class of comics. There's a bunch of new people since all the the Brandon Michael generation. I'm, I'm getting bunch. held back a grade here, so maybe they'll be my <laughs> new uh, peers. <laughs> that's funny that you like. That's how you see yourself. That you've been I held do. Back a grade? I think I've been held back a grade. I what have. class do you see yourself in? Uh. Now the uh, whoever the new people are now, I don't know. No, no, you're not. You're not. You're not that new. Yeah, I know, but like, I, I, I'm I, not getting anything. I, I get the open mics and that's it. I've see, never and, done a one-off show. And maybe it's because I, because when I started, you were coming back, and there I, was I come back too much. That's there my was problem. me and Joel and Michaela that started all of that summer, and you came back around that time. I I see you in my class, even though I know you've been doing it longer. But like I pick like when I think of the time frame, 
Like I see you in that group, but it's, it's, there's not many people in that group. Technically I'm in like Sam Bartol's class. We started on the same night. Right. Exactly. Technically. Yeah. technically. But like, then but, I look at what they're all doing. I'm like, oh yeah, I've been held back a grade. But that's, that's why I say that. But there's a reason you've been held back. Like, I know there like, is. Like, I, it's I, not I like, haven't been doing it. There's and listen a, guys, listen, listening. He does give a shit about comedy. He's just, <laughs> he's busy fucking saving lives. Okay. What the fuck have you done? <laughs> and it's, uh, I feel like this kind of resentment towards nursing and this is kind of where we get to the territory why I never even wanted to say I was a nurse because they warn you throughout the whole thing like do not do anything on social media like the TikTok nursing things my professors would be having a shit fit. Wait what is this? Just like they really scare the shit out of you all through nursing school about confidentiality and it's like don't even make a post about nursing. If you say like I had a bad day then like a patient's family could be like oh my dad like threw up on him. That's why he had a bad day. Right. Like people will deduce things. So you got to okay, be really yeah, careful. Yeah. But I think I'm not getting drunk. My tongue should be. Well, we're talking not about sinking about, ships. about comedy. Yes. But yeah, and, and nurse, per- the nursing career cock blocks comedy for me. And, and that's it just that's makes just, me very frustrated. And that's just a, a fact. That's. But I'm, I'm stuck in it because I can't afford to do anything else. Like I'm, I got how much my student loans are and all my bills. Like I'm going, I'm living paycheck to paycheck on this like decent amount of money. So I can't, I'm kind of stuck. But at the same time, I could also immigrate to the States really easily with, as a nurse from Canada. Would you want to move to the States? Yeah, like I want to go for it. I want to go for it, go for it. Like New York City or LA or something. It's kind of like a pipe dream, but like. Why? Because like I want to be a famous comedian. Like I want to. But if you're working as a nurse in the States, are you going to be able to work on the comedy there any harder than you are here? Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I'm not there. <laughs> Bam, bitch! I can't afford it. But yeah, no, yeah, actually, no, 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 no. Because I would be able to work on it way harder in New York. You could get like five spots a night. Mm. And with nursing here, it would the shift alive, work kind of sucks. Like a day job would be a lot better. I thought, oh, nursing would be sweet because you work like uh, 12 hour shifts in this big cluster and then you have five days off in a row, which, yeah, the five days off in a row are nice, but like. But you're recovering probably from a lot of recover- Yeah. Well, fuck that. It doesn't matter what I feel like I'm doing comedy because. When I wasn't doing it in COVID, like you don't even, I've never felt self-hatred like that for me not doing it. Like I was, I beat myself up so hard. Like I'm not even a fucking comic anymore. Like that was my identity. I don't like identify as a nurse. Like I don't feel like that's in my. Right. I'm probably uh, stuck in some Erickson stages uh, from, from development, but uh, Uh, maybe identity is one of them, but I don't like, I'm not like I'm a nurse. Like, it feels it, purposeful for you to do comedy. It feels. Well, yeah. Way it's more rewarding, which is fucked up. I'm literally like keep no, people I, alive, but making them chuckle makes me more <laughs> rewarded. <laughs> <laughs> that's really no, honestly though, no, but that's, Hey, like that speaks volumes. What you just said, because that's saying your soul needs to do it. Yeah. I was depressed as fuck. And like, to be happy. then just, I, I was thinking like, oh, I'm, my anxiety is at an all time high from work right now. Like work fucking kicks my ass. You don't even know like how yeah, hard yeah. Oh, no, COVID I can't, I can't, is can't on the system. Like it's pretty much over for everybody else. But like we literally have, we have outbreaks every other week. We like half our staff is gone with COVID and then we are short staffed constantly. Like, and you just go home feeling like guilty because like you 
couldn't get to shit. You're letting people down all the time because, like, you got to prioritize you things. You can't go out as much, be social because you have to be care- extra careful because of your job. Ah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm faxed. I wonder if that can be cut. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, joking, extra careful. No, I, no. We, we do. I, I swap myself like every shift, basically. And then uh, if I had contact with a positive person, I get a right up the brain swab before I do any shows and stuff like, yeah. Right. But right now we're not an outbreak. We finally kicked another one. So much of life is figuring out the balance between like what you're going to do to survive and make money, what you're doing that enriches your life. And then there's all these other things that you have to do as well as a human, like self care, fucking be a good boyfriend. Like there's all these other things you have to balance. So it's not, fucking easy for anybody. I know, but it's like, I'm not even balancing that much compared to most. I think I got like a low tolerance for life. I don't know. Because some people, I don't know, understand how anybody can be a nurse and have kids. I guess if you had a, a partner, a partner, yeah, someone helping make you. it a little easier. But if you're both working, like, oh man, it's a fucking nightmare as it is just trying to but and then I went, when I was all hesitant about starting again through COVID, beat myself up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I, I, I was like, oh, this is going to be too intense to like do work and comedy, but it's actually like the opposite. It's like, I'm way more relaxed now. It, it gives you that Something outlet to look forward to like, it's, oh, yeah. it's so good. But I, I do remember a time working at the nursing home and like comedy and nursing was like too hard to do at the same time. Right. I think I had to take another little break there, but that's when I was just starting nursing. Right. And they tell you like when you start, like right when you're about to leave, they're like, by the way your life's going to be hell for two years. And this is like before COVID. This is just like standard issue. Standard. They tell you the like, default. Yeah. Starting to be a nurse, your life is just fucking torment and hell and stress and anxiety for like two years. Now, probably four years because of COVID. What compelled, like, I mean, obviously like st- stability and money is great, but is there another thing compelling you to, is there another thing that compelled you to get into, um, nursing this field that is so hard and taxing uh if i knew i wanted to do comedy i probably would have done something else that would have allowed for it better or maybe i still would have done it because i would have been too stupid to realize that it would be such a hard combination but um probably i I made a decision in high school i think i was just in a rush to like pick something right i liked that there wasn't um any confusion about the career path it was just you go for four years, you have the thing you need to do this job. And uh, I always wanted whatever I did to be helpful to human beings and not like a corporation or something. Right. I saw that movie Office Space when I was young and it left a huge impression. Honestly, like Office Space, I credit to joining nursing because I was like, I don't want a soulless thing where my purpose in life is to make someone else money. Right. I want to be like, I just, I, I, and I, kind of like a weird self psychology hack. I just thought, well, I will be happy if my purpose is to help people like that's just conducive to a uh, good well-being for a yep. human being. I thought theorized oh. when I signed up for it, like oh, right. I'm going to cheat my way into being fulfilled. Like if I just have this job, I'm going to be doing fulfilling things all the times, but like the highlighting fulfilling moments where like the patients are like, singing your praises to mm. telling you how much you like changed their life or whatever. Like the whole time you're in your head, like, yeah, yeah, thank you. But like, shut up. I got like seven other things to do. It's like, if you're getting too much applause when you have a short set or something, you're like, shut up. I want to get my other jokes out. I want to chart Ooh. everything so I can go home on time. Right. Interesting. 
So he can't even soak up the good times. Oh, yikes. Yeah. It's a lot here, Michael. Yeah, I rambled there. <laughs> no. <laughs> so back to uh, you disappear when you're in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, do, you, do your friends get mad at you for like falling off the map? No. Um, <laughs> like my friends from Cape Breton, I, I think they just, they just get it and they're like, I don't know. I haven't heard from them. We'll see. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I was right with. I, I usually, if I if I well, we bump into each other, it's usually fine, like and everything. It's just um, kind of all my friends are distant friends right now. Mm, but that's fine with you. Uh, not really. I need to make some friends. Like I don't, but like I said, I don't have the urge to go. It actually feels like a pain in the ass if I were to be like. You need like a friend planner. Sometimes Cass will be like, you should ask this guy to hang out. It's like, ah, what am I going on a date or something? Like, Oh my God. That's, you need someone to initiate these hangouts. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's like, and make it it's easy like asking for you. someone to be your girlfriend or something. Like, <laughs> you want to be my friend? I think I even like texted Chris like a year and a half ago. Like, I need a friend. Do you want to be my friend? He's like, sure, buddy. And oh then I just... God. I never messaged him to ever hang out. He never messaged me and that was it. And I never want to speak of it again. I kind that of uh, regret so bringing it up right now. No, that is so... I actually think that that question... It's very vulnerable. But it should be normal. We should normalize that question. It sounds like a child on a playground, though. It does, but <laughs> but like I know with me, like when I ask people to hang out outside of comedy, that's kind of my way of saying, do you want to be friends? Yeah, not that I don't, Not that I don't see like... It's the subtext. It's like, do you want to come up for coffee? Like, yeah, we're going to bang, but you're saying, oh, you want to just hang out? But secretly, the underneath is, I want to be, be a friends. friend. Yeah. yeah, I like you enough to see you outside of... There's no point to this uh, meeting. No point. Yeah. Other than just to enjoy each other's com- company kind of thing. It's a weird thing to ask. Probably easier for straight women than straight guys, I feel like. I mean, there's here's the thing. I tend to get along with men more than women. Um, So... it. That is, it would be awkward for me to be like, hey, Chris Leff, do you want to, <laughs> I can't even say it because it feels weird. Get a coffee? Like, like, yeah, no, that feels weird. But like, if I yeah, was like, but hey, if there Claire. was three, if there was three people, it wouldn't be weird. Right. If I was like, hey, Chris and Albert. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that would that, be less. That then takes it. Out of, a crowd. Right. Romantic possibilities. By the way, guys, fuck you guys. I'm not asking you. That. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking I let I enjoy both of you and and I will go on record to say that I I would gladly hang out with a lot of people if they asked I'm down for hangs yeah give us a message anybody we want friends dfh <laughs> down that? down for hangs <laughs> dth dt down down to down to hang um this was another random one and I I think I'm just this is just a fact more, more so than an assumption that you aren't obsessed with your phone because it did take you a full day to respond to a text of mine once. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> I am. That's surprisingly quick for me, actually. But you said it earlier. Not You're not usually on socials. So you're, I, 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 I have a few mean things I follow on Instagram. I scroll through when I'm taking a shit at work and I send it to my girlfriend and that's the extent of my social media. Yeah. I scroll, I like watch YouTube. So whatever garbage that algorithm thinks I want, I, I, I eat up. But On your phone? That, 
Yeah. Okay. So I'm addicted to hearing people talk. Like okay. I can't be alone with my own thoughts. If I'm cleaning the apartment, I got to put on a podcast or a long video. If I'm falling asleep, I put on a long video of something I barely have interest in so that I can like kind of pay attention, kind of not fall asleep. I don't see that as a, like, you're not like someone who's scrolling Instagram no. or like talking I miss, with. I missed the boat on getting addicted to social media. I wish I was because it would be, I would have more things to talk about on stage. I want to like be involved, know what's going on in the culture. I think that's important for a comic, but like I'm a fucking boomer. I have no but idea you can make what jokes the about kids that. are doing. You can make jokes about that. Yeah, how far Well, I'll tell you what that, the kids though. are doing. I'll tell you what the kids are doing. Fingering each other on the school bus. They, uh, they, they use a lot of code words on TikTok. TikTok. So, and I think that this is because someone needs to clarify this for me. Because the Chinese government has lots of spies. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's like a thing where if you say if you say rape on TikTok, like you'll get taken down. But oh, instead, yeah. they say R four P three. Oh yeah. Well, there's YouTube's <laughs> like that too. Like they they have uh, AI that will just pick out like naughty words like that. Like these right. gu- these guys I watch Abba and preach they. Uh, they got like their own shorthand for saying the bad words. Like if they want to say racist, they say like racist Ross and like, they, like put a little thing on it. Well, everything is an abbreviation now. So whenever I see someone's TikTok and they have an abbreviation, I have to Google it every time. Like there's S a for sexual assault. I didn't know that one. Trigger warning TW. I would know that one. Um, I am kind of on board just from word of mouth and YouTube but, videos. But there's a bunch of them, but there's also like, like, I mean, like there's just all these like abbreviations that I never fucking know. Um, and sex is sags. S-E-G-G-S. Wait, TikTok will like demonetize you or ghost ban you. If you, I think they take down your videos sex. or they, or they take either take down your videos or they like ban you from posting or like they, for saying, but everybody isn't that like point is to like do sexy dances for half of them. Yeah. But you're not supposed to say it. And it's weird. Cause like, I mean, I have stuff on there that, that's not I very have, sex positive. I have podcast clips on there that have, haven't been picked up yet by the Chinese government. So <laughs> I'm Did safe you hear so the far. news today? They're like pissed off because Nancy Pelosi went I to Taiwan. I saw that. Yeah, that's wild. Every day there's something like, oh, this is the end. Like I when I just like I said, I don't want. I don't go on social media. I don't pay attention to the news at all either. But like I saw like a clip from a YouTube video because YouTube videos acknowledge the news sometimes. And that's usually where I hear it It trickles down to like somebody talking about it there. Right. Like when I found out this heat wave that's going on here was like the whole world. I was like, oh shit, is global warming here already? Like when do we kill ourselves? Like I feel like. Yeah, I know that's kind of a dark place to go, but uh, existential dread. A little bit. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be here See, for the apocalypse. Because, because that's weird. Because when I was thinking about you t- today, I was thinking back to like our first episode, um, and I recall your outlook on life. Like you were talking about stoicism and stuff. Um, and for some reason in my head, I was like, I don't think Michael has existential dread. Oh, I thought um, I had it all figured out because I read half a stoic book. <laughs> but you do. Up since. But you do have existential dread. You, yeah. You think about those things. I think. Yeah, I got like, I, I got anger issues, but I don't get angry at people at all. It's all existential. So like, if enough bad things happen to me in a day, I'm like furious at the universe. It's weird. But I just showed before we put on the podcast. I showed Michael a photo of the universe. And I didn't give you, it the middle finger. You can't 
tell me that that thing cares about you. It really doesn't. No, but also it doesn't bother we me. We are on a rock in space. That doesn't bother me for some reason. Yeah, right? It's so like it's it's strange because I my anxieties are <clears throat> very large scale, but they're all around my own mortality and death. Um, but when I think of things like oh, a comet a comet is going to collide into Earth and we're all going to be dead in a day. I go Oh my God, thank fuck. I'm not going to miss out on, any, on anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's if more, it was just a more, comic, you kind of do want to be here when it happens. It's more comforting to me that it, it's taking us all out and there's no, it's an equalizer yeah. versus my anxieties are like, someone's going to break into my apartment and kill me. I'm going to get hit by a car. Um, oh, they're all victim-y. They're all about like, like I'm not going to find love. I'm like, they're very like large scale, but all around me. Yeah. But when I think of like global warming, like obviously that's very scary. Um, things out of, like so far out of my control. It's less scary. Maybe a little bit. That would be quite the friggin' uh, ha- to be haunted by that kind of anxiety would be really bad because it's nothing you can do. At least, oh, I'm going to be alone. You can make steps to change that. But but I guess on, on the f- total fucking flip side is, is like I'm a doom scroller. So... Um, I start my day with like playing crash videos. <laughs> like that's how I, like I'll open up my, t- like I'm on, I'm following an account. Healthy. I follow an account. <laughs> I follow an account that just does plane crash simulations of actual plane crashes that have happened in history. Oh, and it'll tell me like the victim count uh, and y- the cause of plane crash. You just watch the plane go down. I also am very, I follow a lot of like school shooting stuff. Like I, I, I go down that, I choose to learn more. I choose to go down that road because mm. for whatever reason, I think knowing more is better than not knowing. I don't really see the logic in knowing. Like if something tragic happens, I don't, I don't see the point in getting myself upset unless I guess you could give money, but I don't know. <laughs> but I, 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 it confuses me when people are so hungry to know about things that are going to upset them and they can't do anything about. So you'd rather not know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. Okay, interesting. Like, I, I'm I'm, like, I'm going to sound like an asshole, but, like, I, I when a shootings happen and stuff, I'm not really that phased. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe well, I mean, it, listen, but no, well, you're not. They happen a lot. There's you're not, but, too. like, it it does, it's it's so far away from you, I think, that. Yeah, I go, hmm, That's probably why. Not me. Right? Yeah. Never, yeah, right? Like I, but I then, don't. Yeah, I think the one my, happened here that would, like hit a little different, but. Well, yeah, and the thing is, I think what changed it for me. Well, actually, I, I've always been a little bit, um, morbidly curious and fascinated with, just like, just the psychology behind it and like how this happens and and all of this. Like Columbine, I think was the start of it for me, and then you know, all these other ones or whatever, but I always, I always tend to like want to learn more about it. But like when the, the mass shooting happened here, that really fucking like made me go. Yeah, it can happen. Yeah. Um, in our own city, it was like insanely unexpected dude fucking fucked man. But like, I, I still never, I never read news about it. I just only talk to people who have 
who have and like only get things word of mouth. Right. It's kind of fun sometimes, you, like when you, you don't know anything and then everybody gets to be like, you never heard of this. And they're excited to be the one to tell you. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you, you like, you know, the basics, but that's it. That's the extent of like what you want to know. Yeah. Like I heard of the slap when it happened. Like I know the basics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm somewhere between like, I know stuff that. Like your parents would know a little more than what your parents would know, but like not nearly as much as what a young person my age should know. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with stuff like that. I'm just such a fucking doom scroller. Like, don't get me started on 9 11. I, I dated a girl I'm, in uh, high school, and there was a, a one mentally handicapped person pushed their other friend who was mentally handicapped off the curb, like waiting for the bus and his head got ran over by a bus. Oh my God. And like popped like a watermelon. And oh like, my God. She wanted me to go and see it. Like she wanted to go see it. And, uh, we had like a huge fight. Cause like, I actually, no, I don't want to see this. What is this going to add? And she's like, she got really mad at me. She's like, what are you doing? Like, I want to go. Like, keep going. I think once it enters real life territory for me, that's when I would probably put a boundary. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, I think, I think because I see things like, like, you know, on YouTube or like through a screen, there's like a level of like safety there. Yeah. Like I'm not connect that connected with that. If there was a big, like, if there was a terrorist attack downtown, would you want to go? You would want to go look at it after the no. aftermath if it was safe. No, but okay. Here's the thing. I think my high anxiety and my weird obsession with these bad events is making me more, more um, of a, anxious for no reason of, a, <laughs> of someone who can use my anxiety probably on my side in bad situations. For example. I was walking with a friend the other day and um, I just, we just randomly started hearing guys shouting really loud and arguing. Okay. I did not mess a beat. I was just like, we're going to go this way now. And I instantly was like, we need to get away from this situation. Cause m when men yell, I just get freaked out. Oh yeah. I, I, I get, I get my, my instincts are very quick. I think because I know about all this bad shit. Yeah, but I think I would be jumpy like that anyway. Some people aren't like my friend wasn't. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, the other thing is is like crossing the street. I am like I am the I am the friend that will put I will put my hand out to stop people from crossing. If I if I see a car coming, I'm just like whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like like it's that's very just, motherly. It's just like I don't know, my I'm just on I'm on high alert is what it is. All the time. Did that change when you were on Wellbutrin, do you think? That's a good question. I wonder if it's linked to that because I mean, going on it, they do say it does increase anxiety. And the first two weeks Wait, that I was on it, is that like a temporary thing? Because I thought temporary. that was yeah, temporary. Okay. It's like a side effect of like when you're adjusting to it. Yeah. Um, first two weeks that I was on it, I had uh, crazy, like heart palpitations and felt um, <laughs> felt very strong anxiety, like impending doom. And it happened to be the week that Derm died. Yeah. Um, and that like increased it a lot <laughs> um i'd say uh it, it's gone away though but no i think i've always been i honestly think i've always been very on high alert all the time yeah maybe your uh your chemicals are imbalanced then cheers to that yeah <laughs> fix them up but yeah get those meds back to assumptions about you holy shit <laughs> we gotta get, get, get through these um um, okay. So I said, 
you, you, you're the type of person who would never let the waiter know if something was wrong with your food. These are all spot on. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Actually, I did for the first time <laughs> ever, like last week. Were you proud of yourself? Did you say it really nicely? <laughs> it was extremely nicely. It was insane. Uh, but, uh, I gave but, a mediocre but, tip and I felt like shit. Oh, no. What was, was, well, we went to, uh, I, I won't, I won't, I won't throw the place under the bus, but we went to like a really, like a four money signs on Google place. Ooh. And, uh. It took like an hour and a half to get our food and the steak I asked for medium rare and it was medium. And then I was like, did I say I wanted that medium or medium rare? And she was like, you said medium. And I was certain it was, I said medium rare. So I was like, I guess it's the waitress's fault. So less of a tip, but uh, I've never done this. You never really told her though. That was passive aggressive. What do you mean? So so I, I, I I said, I I ordered a medium rare steak and she misheard me and gave me a medium. Oh, I thought so. You- I wanted to make sure, like, if she took it as a medium rare, then it's the chef's fault. But if oh. I said, uh, if I said medium or she took it down oh, as medium, then it's okay. Her fault. But what if you had said that's the worry? I had asked, what if you were just like, I might have been like medium rare. I, like I, I, asked for, I actually asked for medium rare. Can you take this back? Wow, I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's too carony. I can't. Let's don't get too crazy. Yeah. Um, and the, my other assumption sort of ties to this, which is I just said you get stuck in acts of kindness. So like I can see you as somebody who would like help an old lady cross the street with groceries, but then end up like walking her home. Or like, 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 like you're too nice almost to a part where like you get into the niceness and then you get stuck in the niceness. Am yeah. I right? Too nice to patients. I always leave late because I do too many little favors and then I have to stay late to chart and stuff. I'm right. There's that. So you're too nice. Yeah. All the yeah. other nurses are like, you got to sit down and chart in the day. But I was like, there's too many things to do. Everybody needs something. And then I never do it. And I always leave at like, I'll stay for like an hour and a half late. Like an hour late is average for me. Average. Me to stay an hour but late. it's not necessary, right? It's because n- you're choosing to. Well, go above I'm not and choosing to. It's not. It's just you, you get stuck. Like I'm just bad at time management. They ADD doubt, and uh, I can just barely get everything. I'm. I'm actually. I correctly. totally fucking feel that. I also stay usually a half hour after work to catch up on things because I feel like I might have been distracted during the day. Or mm. I feel that. That's like definitely an ADHD thing. Yeah, I'd I'd like to try out some Ritalin, but I don't got a doctor and I don't know how to oh, you do should. anything with the healthcare. Well, I mean, there is a um, doctor in Dartmouth who does ADHD assessments. Um, like a thousand dollars, though. No, you you'd have to. You don't need a family doctor to refer you. You would just have to see a doctor, walk-in clinic or whatever. Yeah, it's um, all too much work. <laughs> See, this is the issue with ADHD. The, the the fucking mental illness makes it impossible to get help. That's probably why I don't have <laughs> friends, too. It's just like it's always working against us. Those are my assumptions about you. I assume you cry at movies easily. I don't, actually. Really? No. Oh. I think it's because I cry too much outside of movies. Like, my big thing for crying is just really anything that has to do with like a sick animal or a dying animal or a rainbow bridge TikTok of like, this is a dog's last day. Instant tears. Instant. But like, if it was a movie about, like if it was like Marley and me, yeah, I'd cry. 
Why aren't you on human side? Like, why are you picking animals over us? Because I'm lonely. People die too. Because because I don't have a lot of human connections. Mm. Okay, but you have a lot of animal connections. You got one cat. I got one cat. She's the best, though. You're living vicariously through Whitney Cummings. <gasps> she's a dog person. She's like an every. <laughs> she's got like. Don't you have a friggin' zoo or something? She's Whitney like notoriously into... doesn't like cats. She's trying to, but, oh. but she notoriously doesn't like. She's a dog. Dog bitch. Dog bitch. Ooh. I, I think just you're racist I, if you pick favorites on cats and dogs. Fair They're enough, but great. that's because you're a cat person saying that. I'm not a cat person. Yeah, you are. I have cats because I have an apartment that I can't have dogs in. You're a cat person. No. <laughs> well, I, I guess think you're a cat I'm both. Person. I'm a cat and a dog person. I don't like the dichotomy. I think if it's you like were the tit and ass thing, you shouldn't. Pick I think favorites. if you are more a cat person than a dog person, you are more like cat people are accepting of dogs. Dog people are not accepting of cats. Really. That's what I find. Yeah. Usually like if someone's if you're a super hard, dog person, they're like, oh, they're snooty. They don't care. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. People think, yeah, because, because they want, but dogs pet, are better. They want a pet that fucking is needy and needs them and is loyal to them. And with a cat, you have to earn their trust. You have to earn everything. And they don't fucking need you because they're independent creatures. But to me, I go, when that cat does snuggle up against you, that means more. Hmm. Than a I think needy dogs dog. are better. I think needy, needy dogs are better because they're Too like fucking needy, man. They're like toddlers. They, we, we they, 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 they. <laughs> I, I meant, well, they're loyal. I meant to say they nine times. <laughs> they they, 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 they. they uh, identify they them pronouns. No, they evolved with us like they turned into they were wolves and now they're all the breeds of dogs because you could say the same they're symbiotically evolved i don't know if cats are as much like cats are fucking cold-blooded killers cougars and fucking stuff like that like they're crazy hunters and they've also been domesticated like whenever i look at mindy i just go you're a little mountain lion (laughs) like yeah. Like, 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 like your cousin is a mountain lion. That's wild to me. It is. What are the, what are the big dogs? There's like wolves and hyenas. Dogs don't get nearly as badass. I think wolves are pretty badass though. Yeah. But a wolf couldn't fuck with a lion. No, this think. is the thing. So, so cats, like, I mean, cats will go for the jug jugular. That's what I like about them. They, While, they do it. A barrel just eat you alive from the ass first. Like they yeah. are just like, they just aim to kill dogs will like eat a, like, like wild dogs, like eat a deer alive and yeah. not kill it right away. Yeah. But they're also like, I'd rather be a wild dog because they got those social Connections. I think that's a little more interesting of Maybe, a life than just uh, prowling around by yourself. Shit. Big dick, swinging dick through the jungle. Like, whatever. You're the top. Fuck, maybe that's why they're I like, like cats, because I'm lonely. People should hate lonely. lions. They're like the the white, straight, rich men of the animal kingdom. And They, they got all the power and privilege. And they kill little lions. Yeah. Animals in general are... Yeah, it's it's pretty wild when you can look into like different animals and like what they do and how ruthless nature is. Truly ruthless. Um all right, so we're going to get into the rant segment. <laughs> we're going to I keep forgetting about my own segments. I didn't hear the music the last segment. <laughs> Cuz it's in 
post. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I could technically do an impression play of it. it with your mouth. Actually, wait, Ranta. Did you say just do an impression of it yeah, with my mouth? Just do a little den den den. I actually, I feel like I forget my own. My own. This is the rant. Okay. Sweet. Am I the first person who heard that live? I think so. Yes. What is your rant? Uh, okay. All right. Um, I'm, uh, I'm pale as shit. And uh, every time there's a time when I got to take my shirt off for the summer or something, everybody's got to point it out. Oh. They got to compare their tanned fucking arms to my pale arms. Oh, look how pale you are. And uh, like, yeah, I get it. You can you can make fun of people for their appearance or whatever. But like, I'm just sick of it. It's so repetitive oh. every time. Who does this to you? Everybody. Like just anyone who's not Anybody as pale as you? than me, which is everybody. Yeah. I remember one time I was at a lake trip with my friends because I'm also quite pale. Yeah. I feel like you and I are very similar. Probably. In skin tone. Yeah. I thought you might relate. Oh, we're doing the thing. Look how much tanner I am yeah, than you. We're actually, we're very, fuck off. <laughs> we're very similar in skin tone. Um, one time I went like on a lake trip with um, a bunch of friends and I was in a bathing suit and my friend just yelled from, from the beach, Sarah, get a tan. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know about you, but I, I just can't. I could get a burn and then that's it. Yeah, but, like, it's hard. Isn't it supposed to be rude to like yeah. point out someone's skin color? Like that's a taboo thing if it was anybody else. I would agree. That Pale-ism. would be like very insensitive. This is pale. Like, how dark you are. Yeah. It's paleism. It is. It's overlooked, but it also doesn't matter as much. As- it certainly does. I was literally just thinking, I'm like, what's the worst that can happen for us? We yeah. go. Mm. There's no <laughs> historical oppression. Like it's, it's insensitive for the same reason, but it does not matter as much, which is yeah. a weird. I feel weird complaining about it, but. I'm playing the race card. Don't this make is, fun of me for my no, pale you're, skin. You're playing the, ski, the, the skin, skin card, skin tone card. The, the, um, the basis of skin. That's like the, 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 the thing. I, um, if I could afford self tanner, I probably would do it for, nah. for this reason. Not, not to go much darker, but just some color just to feel like I'm not dead. Nah, that's, that's blackface. Don't do that. Self tanner? Yeah, in my books. Just like a, a, a skin tone up from. No, not really. But like, I, I don't. I I have a weird. I don't want to do it. I don't. I feel like it's lying. Yeah. Want to do it? And it also stains your sheets. Yeah, and it, and you're definitely gonna fuck it up in some spot. You're gonna have a weird splotch on your neck or something. Um, sometimes I will put like the Sally Hansen, um, there's this thing that this is just called Sally Hansen legs is what it's called. It's like a spray. It's like leg makeup to like airbrush your legs, make them look more airbrushed. And they kind of give you a little bit of color too. So I'll do Do that. You have to do that every time you want your legs to look nice. Um, yeah, mostly like it's a lot of surface area. That sounds expensive. It'll last like until you shower again kind of thing. Cause like it, that, enough makeup to fit on your legs, you could fill up your face like seven times. It's uh, you'd be going through it like crazy. It lasts a lot. It's it's. I like it. <laughs> uh, not for me. <laughs> but I I I on that subject, I have a similar rant, which is when you get burnt, and people have to point out your sunburn, like you don't know. Yeah. I fucking 
hate that. People react so huge. Like, like I'm oh used- my gosh, you're burnt. Like, oh, <laughs> now it hurts because you pointed it out, you fucking asshole. <laughs> but I it's just fine like, like why, do, why do people think that we don't know? Sometimes you don't if it was maybe brand if it's new. like maybe it's if it's on your back, but like yeah, I don't know. It's just like that's something that makes me mad. Yeah, yeah, they love being the one to see it. They, I think they're really hoping you don't know. What do you respond to when people point out the paleness? I just go, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> what can you? This is what I am. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna go. How dare you? My people have been. No, yeah, I've just been pale and it's fine. And you just gonna embrace people are gonna the, shit see, on it. Well, I feel bad for men because for women we have people like Dita Von Teese who like made porcelain skin like like the Snow White porcelain skin like really beautiful because she was like a burlesque model. So she always did like the, the super dark hair and like the red lip, like very classic beauty. Like she she made being really pale. Nice, but I don't know if men have that. Yeah, <laughs> that version. It might be, yeah, it might be more, more disgusting on a guy. <laughs> Nobody says tall, pale, and handsome. <laughs> tall, pale, and handsome. So true. That's a good rant. That's a really relatable rant. I feel that really hard. Uh, again, we are stressing that it is nowhere near as bad as anything. <laughs> but it's like your it's skin color that's it, supposed to be. An off-limits thing. Very rude. It is. It is. I <laughs> I don't like it when people sigh when I say I'm straight. Oh, really? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, people think you're not? Yeah, a lot of people think I'm not, apparently. Yeah? This is a new thing that's been coming up lately. Like, friends, like, people I know have been, like, finding out that I'm actually straight, and they're, like, shocked. Because you're too hip. I don't know. I guess, I, I think it's because it's it's rare to be straight these days. Uh, Most people are either bi. Probably not, like, if you looked at the stats, but there's definitely more because it's more acceptable, so there's going to be less people not wanting to come out. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Um, All right, so we did the rant. Um, It'd be weird to see, like, if if we really truly were, like, completely open society, no homophobes left, like, the ratio to how many gay people there are to straight people would probably change completely. You think it'd be more gay? Yeah, 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 it'd yeah. have to be. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, like, sure. there's, I mean, the social pressures are getting less and less. Yeah. And if they were just, if we were, like, went on like this for 40 years, eventually it'd be completely gone. And then there'd probably be way more gay people than now. That's true. Because there's still people in the closet now. Oh, yeah, for sure. That wouldn't be if things were different. For sure. And bisexuality is, like, far more, like, popular and, like, accepted and. Right. It is true that like a lot of my female friends are bi. Hmm. Like there's not many friends, female friends that I know of that are like purely straight. Yeah. Count them on one hand, honestly. Do a lot of them come from outside of Halifax? Maybe they're coming from rural places and then they want to be where it's more liberal. All over. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool now. It is not cool to be straight. It is no longer the norm. No. It's just not. I. it's like a knee-jerk thing to be like, sorry, I'm straight. <laughs> as, I a, <laughs> as a straight white male, as a straight. I did that at Foggy's I opened with. I, my first word out of my mouth. Because there was a lot of like LGBTQ people in the show. And like the crowd was really loving the LGBTQ stuff. So for me and my dumb head, I just went, I'm going to. 
I was just like, I'm straight. <laughs> and I, I kind of said it like, like, give it up for me. And like, okay, I said it in that way. And they It's they very laughed. brave of me to they come la- up after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they laughed. But I was, Not used to being the odd one out. And then I was just like, but I'm a straight woman. So it's different. <laughs> I was just like, it's hard for us. Okay. And then I, I went into the demisexual stuff, which is like, I'm straight, but I'm demisexual. So I'm technically oh, on the rainbow. Oh, that works. I'm technically asexual, which I guess you could say... I'm asexual, yeah, but I'm still straight but asexual. Listen, everything is complicated and nuanced. Um, okay, let's get into the next, the third segment. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, wait. No, yes. Do we have weed still? Ooh. Do you want to light up a joint? Yeah. Oh, nobody even died since I was on last, so I can't even make you cry at all. <laughs> My mom's still alive. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. Okay, so we are now smoking weed. All right, let's get into it. So we are going to get into the deepest segment of the night. What's wrong with you? Um, it might be evident by now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really, really, really talented at finding problems with myself <laughs> and then doing then, nothing about then it. You're gonna nail this subject. Oh, so your your what's wrong with you is that you just don't do anything about the things that's wrong with you. Yeah, and I just keep collecting uh, better and better ways to describe how bad I am to myself. Have you tried a spreadsheet? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd get two minutes into that and do something else. Have you tried a habit tracker spreadsheet? I'll send you the template. So you don't, uh, you don't try to improve. No. Why? I don't know. I just don't get around to it. I'm not. I'm very. I'm not very motivated. Mm. But uh. That's a great. I can intellectualize everything I'm doing wrong, and just like beat myself up over it. Got you. So do you know what, like when you find something wrong with you, do you know what the root of it is? No, probably not. (laughs) Like when you say you're all anxious about like things happening to you. Yeah. I'm more anxious about, um, like I'm going to ruin my own life and no one's going to feel bad for me because it's my fault. That's like my biggest fear. Is like, I'm going to do something, step at a line. I just, um, my biggest anxiety is people are going to be mad at me. It's uh, like a horrible thing to get into stand up with. That's like people, like you're a people pleaser. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Like it would, it just, um, like I'm really easy on other people. I'm very like will ready to see other people's uh, point of view or their side on something like, and forget- it's, it's empathize with them but I will find the worst interpretation of, of things for myself. Gotta treat yourself like a friend. Yeah, which I don't. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, this is very therapy. No, no, no. I like Therapy. I, I love it. Um, because this is like such a common thing with comics though. So many comics have that. It's this like need for validation all the time. Yeah. It's all, it's really, it'd be really cringy if, uh, we are all like this because it's like in the zeitgeist, like 
what if I'm just romanticizing the like depressed, anxious comic and like subconsciously I'm putting myself through all this shit just to like prove to myself that I'm one of the real ones. Maybe. Like, I wonder if you comics romanticize the mental health side of it. I think they do sometimes. Yeah. And I then, mean, just the fact that I have this segment on the show. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's kind of me contributing to that, right? Because I'm like, tell me why you're fucked up. I mean, I, I guess people have had different answers to that. But everybody has something, I guess. Everybody has something. Non-comics included. But the fear of making people mad would probably... I mean, everything is connected to childhood. That's the insane thing about it. So, like, did you grow up... Did you have parents that were, like, super... Like, wanting you to succeed all the time? Like, were they, like... Did they have high standards for you? No, not really. It was no? all pretty good parenting. I can't think of a bad parenting. Like, yeah, uh, sister and dad died. We went over that. But right. I don't know why that would make me... Uh, Right. Worried about people being mad at me. Well, they were never, no, not even close to abusive or harsh or stern or anything like that. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. You'd think I'd have, like, abandonment things, maybe. Even though dying isn't really abandoning, but maybe a stupid kid brain would see it that way. Or maybe it's because you lost a sister. Um, Because you lost your sister first, right? Yeah, so I was like four, so that would have been like oh, really young. crystallizing personality because you're like set by five years old, so that did something. I was gonna say because like even I mean four is really young, but like <laughs> if you're someone who like lost somebody and had to keep it together for the family or had to, well, nobody's looking to the four year old for like <laughs> <laughs> emotional stability, right? Yeah, my theory is out the window now that I knew you're four. That's too young. maybe the dad side. That's too young, but it's also it's also you're right. It's one of those ages where yeah, it, it would it would impact like you're you were just old enough for it to impact you. Yeah, kind of thing. But I, I don't know how. I need to pay a professional to figure that out. Would you ever? Or, is that something you want to do? Yeah, it's it's. I don't think it's covered by my yeah. job, um, but it, I looked, I just did some Googling in like 200, 150 to 250 an hour is like, yep. and then I'd have to do it probably a couple times a week for it to work. And it's just, I can't justify it. Oh, not a couple it. times a week. You could go weekly. Weekly. Oh, I, I meant that. Oh, I yeah, meant yeah. a couple Co times a month. Right, I, right, I wouldn't right. want to do it yeah, weekly. Yeah, right? Weekly. Can you imagine three times a week? Oh God. Yeah. I'd love it. It would be good if you could pay for it, I guess. Um... Yeah, that's interesting. Do you find that you're someone who's quick to apologize all the time? Yeah. Yeah. I think I I, I don't really uh if I'm in a fight like in uh, my in, with my girlfriend or something, they kind of all end with me like flogging myself for everything I did wrong and like Aww. I always eventually just end up like caving and like taking her side and then taking even further like no, it's even worse. I'm a piece of shit because of this this and I like add to it and then Aww. It's it's uh it's kind of selfish and, sh and shitty narcissistic because then even if I was wrong in those ways, like now I'm making my girlfriend make me feel better for being wrong, which I've I've uh, happened a lot in relationships. I get like uh, I if I do something wrong and get like and it has whatever effect. And then I end up beating myself up like and 50 times more than the girl does, which is like super annoying for them, too. That. <laughs> 
And then it makes her feel bad for you. Yeah, which so I'm also paranoid is kind of might be my subconscious goal. Like maybe it's like, oh, get out of it by getting uh, like sympathy. Uh, I'm, I'm paranoid that my subconscious brain is doing that. Oh my gosh! I mean, so like then I feel like a like a annoying like piece of shit for being feeling so bad about doing the shitty thing I did, whatever it was. And it's just kind of um, I, knee, knee jerk response to do that. Uh, well, like if it's actually like a fight, then it'll be like a back and forth where I think I'm right for a while, and then at some point I'm like, wait, no, I probably am wrong. Right. Like I go to I'm probably wrong pretty defaultly, but sometimes if I hang on and I'm fighting my own and then I realize I'm wrong, I'm like, oh, and then I go all in on myself. Like I would fucking piece of shit. But I need to like uh yep. actually stand by my points and like, yeah, I'm one side of the argument. I deserve to get a few licks in. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, it's good I'm accountable, but I'm going too hard. I'm just like beating myself. Which is not necessary. Yeah. That's like... um, Almost more irritating, I think, than if I was just like, fuck you, bitch, and close the door, and then we got over it in three hours. Yep. It might be a little more normal. That reminds me a lot of, like, my my, uh, second boyfriend, second of two, (laughs) um, (laughs) that, like, he had a drinking problem, and anytime we would get in a fight over his drinking, he would freak out even more and get like that, but, like, to the extreme of, like, Running like walking around drunk on Citadel Hill, telling me he was going to kill himself. Oh, wh- if to, I was an alcoholic, I'd be doing that shit. To which that point, would I would then go, "Oh well, don't worry. I will keep on your dry ice every yeah, every day." That's because I don't want you to kill yourself. Yeah. So fucking unhealthy. But but like, be glad you're not on that level. I mean, at least you're aware of you. You've processed why these things happen and. Like that's that's kind of a, a first it's step. Like I said, I'm good at finding my flaws, and then I just uh, don't do nothing about it. Well, I mean, I think that that could also be tied to the too nice thing, right? Yeah. Mm, wait, how? Because if you are instantly going to beating yourself up rather than going, I take accountability for this thing I did, but also like, you did this and this, but also like. I, even just the act of just not beating yourself up further is like standing your ground in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like not making it worse for yourself would be a way of standing your ground. Yeah. And I don't even like how this is kind of painting my relationship as like, we don't no. argue a whole lot, oh, yeah. but I'm just, this is one, an example of one of the things I'll do. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, it's just been so like, I haven't fought with someone in so long. Like, <laughs> it's just such a weird, like, it's weird for me to think like 10 years ago, like a decade. The worst fights, and I think it's most of them, it's so annoying. It's like yeah. not even about anything substantial. It's just like fighting over what you said in the fight you're already having. <laughs> I, I Like you said this, I didn't like that. Like that's not what I said. I said it like this. No, you didn't. You said it with this tone and like this. And then it's like. It's oh, we're just, we should have just recorded it and then we could have gone back and ended this whole thing. Benefit of dating a podcaster? Maybe. Yeah, just but saying, you'd have guys. to be like, oh, we're starting to butt heads here. Let's turn the mics on. Let's press record. But with uh, Neuralink coming out, maybe that, that'll solve all the issues. Just telepathy? Yeah. 
Like, that, honestly, um, though. That's creepy. Because then the Neuralink people would be, like, <laughs> on, like, such another level. They'd be basically a different species. They'd be ubermensch. They'd be <laughs> better than the rest of us. But, like, imagine there would be, like, no more fights because you would just know what the other person meant. Mm. But maybe it would also cause way more fights because you're going to know more. Yeah. About, yeah. about somebody. Yeah, you'd be like, well, you were thinking about this woman, but I also know why you were thinking about this woman exactly, because blah, blah, right? blah, blah. And then it just, yeah, you'd just be like, and then a romantic comedy of two neuroclink couples would just be then like staring at each other, smiling. Like, yeah, you, uh, f- uh, you freak, uh, you freak, you're a freak too. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, I know you want a finger in your ass. You're too afraid to say it. Cassandra will finally know how, just like that porn subscription, how much you've been thinking about it. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it a lot. I just felt like I hadn't been interesting in a few minutes when I brought it up. And I was like, ah, I'm throwing a Hail Mary. This will pay off later, but you're paying for it. I think the beating yourself up over things is very destructive. And that is something you should learn to stop doing. Practice. This is so, I sounds like a fucking cheesy Instagram. Like, I don't even know. I hate how I sound sometimes. Practice self-love. But like, no, like forgiveness. Yeah. Like, like, ugh. I hate saying this, but like literally the act of like writing a letter to yourself. Um, example time. On Sunday, it was a really nice day out. And on sunny, like summer days, I f- always feel the pressure to have fun and go outside and enjoy the sun. Instead... I stayed in and cleaned and I did my spreadsheets and I got a bunch of like housekeeping stuff done. And I said, I'm going to forgive myself for doing this because I need to do it. Forgive yourself for cleaning? For because normally I would beat myself up over not going outside. What? But you cleaned your apartment. You're so much better than me. Like, this is what I would do. It would be like I would I, I had three days of hell at work <laughs> and like I'm burnt out of shit and then I have five days off. So great time to like do things and be in the world. I will like I never see the sun. I go to work before the sun comes up right. and I leave when it goes down and then right, right. I squander my days off. I haven't done anything this summer just because I haven't like just haven't done it. I don't know. I just play video games all day. I'm right. not interesting. I don't know what I'm doing on a podcast. I don't know what I'm doing stand up for. I got nothing to talk about. That's another thing with stand up and nursing is like I never want to do material about it right. because I don't want my identity on stage to be like nurse or you, like you kind of want to trick the audience a little bit that you're like you're a pro comic. Even though they know, I know they know I'm not, but like, right. if I have a bunch of my greatest bits are about nursing and then like I'm a pro comic one day, it's going to all be, I used to be a nurse, I guess. But like, I thought about that recently on Sunday. Nobody talks about their job on stage here, I don't find. No, not really, I. Eh? I think it is that like comic mentality of like, I want to be seen as a comic. I feel like I could tap into that probably pretty well because comedy and podcasting um, play well together. Um, but I thought about that the other night when uh, I saw a comic doing crowd work. He was essentially going around asking all the audience members what, what they were. Like, what do you do? Yeah, what that's do you the do? most classic and, crowd work question in the world. And I was like, if he comes to me, should I say podcast producer or comedian? And a part of me just wanted to go right to comedian, even though like that's not what I do for work. Yeah. 
but apart, like it was you kind of like a, it was a knee jerk reaction to go comedians the cooler thing even yeah. though <laughs> even though podcast producers pretty fucking cool too yeah I would definitely say nurse and then feel in the back of my head like I'm one of you man I'm a comic too mm. right but I wouldn't feel right saying it because I don't make any money off it. I have twenty dollars actually framed in my apartment from the first time I got paid doing comedy Stop, really? I want to get a. Uh, I don't know if you can get a $20 tattoo. I might have to get a big tattoo and then give them $20 on top, but I want to get a little uh, money sign and be like, that's five years of comedy paid for that right there. That Like a tiny. Listen, you, <laughs> if you stuck with it, you'd have more money. Just be consistent. Yeah. And don't leave comedy. Don't, don't, well, uh, don't ghost comedy again, Michael. There is a global pandemic. I would have killed a whole building full of people. <laughs> I'm gonna kill, but not like that. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> We're all doing our best. It's not an easy thing to do when you're working full time. Like, like I feel like the ideal situation for comedy is to have a part time job. Yeah, I would. I fantasize you know? about having a part time job. You know? Like, if if my girlfriend's hairdresser career kicks off, then I'll be like, hey, I paid rent this whole time. Like, let me go part time and pay for shit, and then I'll. Be a comic. Right? Let me do it. Uh, would you... Okay, so I need to ask then. Is comedy something you want to do full tilt? Yeah. Like, nursing is something... If, if push comes to shove, nursing's going away. And I'm going to be poor and be a comic. I'm trying to make it work being like... S- keeping my head above water financially because I'm a, so inept with money. I don't have a savings. Like, yeah. I, I see on TV shows and stuff, people are like, oh, I'm at rock bottom. I only have 700 in my checking. If oh I have 700 my in my checking, I'm like, whoa. You are speaking. Yes, my. I had a friend. <laughs> we were both talking about being broke. Oh, we're, oh, this week I'm broke. And she literally said, I only have five. This was a Monday. Yeah, She's that's like, so I have, hurtful. I have $500 left for the week. Sometimes I'm happy to have zero and not negative 300. Thank you. Yes. No, but I'm with you though. I'm, 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 I am also paycheck to paycheck. Like the day before payday is like a $10 day. Like, yeah. like, like yeah. truly, truly it, it's, it's really fucking hard. And I also have like a shit ton of credit card debt. That's keeping me down. It's like the black dog on my, on my back. Um, that's why I did the spreadsheet stuff. Cause I was like, I have to get better at this, this money yeah. shit. Yeah, I'm, like, I know. I, I'm like, no, where my shit is going. And, I, I try to have like a fun budget. Like I, I, I did a lot this weekend. So this next week I'm coming, I'm not going to do anything or I'm going to do it very cheaply. Like not cab, not drink. Like, yeah. All um, my money just goes to like skip the dishes and shit. Like I don't even know yeah. where it goes. I think I'm always, it goes to like credit card interest. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm so dumb. But, but, but listen, like Uber skip mean, the dishes are like, that's a big, big one. Big one for me too. One, yeah. Cause but, it's so, it's so funny. So much fucking money. That's what's keeping me stuck as a nurse is the paycheck to paycheck thing with this good money I'm making. So if I had a shittier job, like I would be worse, I would drown. Yeah, I'd be be fucked. So like, but if it wasn't like I, I am way more wanting to do comedy than nursing. Right. Be real. And it's a, if you are going to Travis Lindsay extent of wanting to do it, the amount of work you have to put in is insane. Yeah. And it would be like, yeah, it would be impossible to do that. And it's a long haul. I'd have to go part time or do something. Yeah. It's it's just like, know. it's just how it's going to work. But it's a long, like, I mean, if you look at, I mean, there are comics like even in this scene that work full time and still work very hard in comedy. Like I'm already kind of old 
for a comic. How old are you? Twenty five. Like to be Fuck a comic. I mean, I mean to like, because I want to be like, in when you're in your mid forties, that's like when you hit your stride as a comic. So Do I you got, think? I think so. Yeah. Or like you get better and better, but like I think like. Yeah, you when you see a comic with like some graying hair, you're like, okay, we're in for some good shit here. Is that the same with women? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why wouldn't it be? More experience equals I better. Don't, I don't agree. What I'm, do you mean? You think women know, are man. better when they're young? Yeah. You think they get worse as no, they get older? I don't they're, think that. I think they so- just get better. I think society oh, has yeah. a little bit more of a uh, age cap on women than men. Um, I also am like, but wouldn't you think it would be more society would be more likely to find an older woman funny if they're young, they're going to be sexualizing them and and be distracted by that bullshit and judging them like maybe, but like uh, uh, Jen Kirkman, I think was like my favorite female comedy special for a while. Right. Oh, she'd be pissed if I'm like calling her old, (laughs) but like, I don't know. She's like, well, if you're older, you, you've got more I, years under your belt. I, I, I take the comic more serious when they're old. I, I, if they have I, confidence, otherwise they might just be an I think there is, started late. You're right, though. There is a, a weird advantage to that life experience thing and the perspective thing. And, yeah. like, I started 33. I think that's fucking old to start comedy. It is old to start. Thank you. Thank you for fucking... St- like agreeing with me. It is. Well, I can't, I can't lie to your face here. I'm talking about being anxious, being 25 <laughs> and not actually being like super in it. And I've been fuck- yeah, yeah, yeah. nursing has been like keeping me from it. And right? it, so like I literally am like, I, I, I just want to like move to a, a big place where there's yeah. like club time all the time. Like I want to give it a real honest shot. I don't care if I make it or not. I just want to give it, a, I know think- that I try my best. Cause uh, I have been like trying my best to what my wavelength can handle. Do you pre-book mics? What do you mean by pre-book? Do you like book ahead? So like month of August, do you make sure you're doing? Yeah, like I just mics bo- I on just, your days off. I just sent out all my requests yeah. for August, so oh, like August is so there you go. A bunch of sets. Yeah. I think you can still do quite a bit here in Halifax. I know. I know. I, I get what you mean, though. To to move to a place where you're like in a pressure cooker, yeah. Where it's like, where it's like, there's so much. I want to go That's, where, like, yeah. There's the pros are there, and I will be yeah. like a, a fucking mollusk compared to them on the hierarchy and Here's work my way up there. Another thing, I'm just gonna say, and it's I'm not gonna try to be preachy to like other comics, but we as like budding comedians need to take advantage of Yuck Yucks more going to Yucks on the weekend when you can to watch the shows. Cause comics can go for free. You don't have to pay to go in. You just yeah. go, you go right to the back. Yeah. I got to do that. And I see it as night classes. So going, showing up, watching the headliner, watching the feature act, watching even the guest spots. Cause eventually you'll want to do a guest spot. Mm. Um, so like, I think that that is something that is like so valuable I'm like, yes, like, I mean, there's only two clubs here. Um, I guess three with dark side now, but like it should be taken advantage of more. There's so many weekends I go and I'm the only comic just going to watch. And I'm like, this is night class, bitches. I wonder if uh, I'm, I'm very <laughs> scared that I'd get there. I'd be like, yeah, I'm a comic. And they'd be like, are you? I but haven't seen you. Just like. Message someone you 
you you could message like I mean I go all the time. Um, find someone to go with. Mm. Or like go on a weekend where you know the person on the show. Like if you know Albert is on, or if you know Halef is on. I, I like how you call Chris by his last name and Albert by his first name. <laughs> uh, that'd be weird if you were like, oh, you know, Coombs, Coombs was on. Coombs. Oh, I mean, I guess I could. Coombs. It like, kind of makes him sound more legit. It's, it's, it is a cool last name. But you know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's ways to work on comedy without doing it. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I don't know like what your writing process is. So many people like to write. To, I, I've never been someone who. I, I did it a lot when I started, but I don't really like writing groups now or like uh, writing with people. I've never done it once. Yeah, it's I strange. Sit, I, sit, I sit in a chair for like many hours on end and obsess like I will cram. Basically, I, I'll, I'll spend like eight hours to prepare for one set. I, I yeah, I overdo it for, Which jokes, almost, for jokes you've already written. Yeah. What? Even just to figure out the order or like where the new eight stuff. Hours? That's an where the new stuff's gonna go. Maybe a little bit, but like multiple. You more spend than, time on it. A, way more than necessary. I See, think, uh, like, I have it. I have myself convinced that, like, if I spend enough time on it, it will go well, and that usually is the case. Yeah, there you go. If I spend like an absorbent mm-hmm. amount of hours on a set, it it will go well. You know what? I gotta give that to you because that is my issue. I do not put that work in, and it shows, and mm. it is. I have the opposite problem where I'm doing sets all the time, but I'm not, I'm not preparing. Yeah. My way is not sustainable. It wouldn't be like, you should be able to be flexible and be like, I'll do this, this and this and kind of like go up and go with the flow. I'm just so fucking rigid. Like I, I, I'm starting to realize why I'm, I'm bad and I'm calling myself bad. Like I, I do. Okay. Yeah. Or better most of the time. No, you're you're finding your weaker uh, points. I'm, I'm proficient, but I don't think I'm I'm a good comedian by any stretch of the imagination. I can get laughs. That's where I'm at. But to be a good comedian takes a lot. Yeah. So yeah, we have to take like we as new comics have to take the pressure off ourselves because it is like this. Yeah, it's it, supposed it, to be fun. It like is you, fucking it is supposed to be fun and but that's the thing. Once you start getting looser. Yeah, I'm treating everything like it's the Tonight Show. Once you start getting looser, you will start having fun. Like I'm having fun. Like I feel like I feel like I, I'm like a first time comic here, and I'm, this is a comedy class or but, something. But, but I, no, you, I, it's yeah. If you do legit find fun, mean. I I'm very honest in saying a lot of times I don't find it fun. Really? Yeah, I'm very honest about that. I. Like even if, if it's going well, are you just more stressed than how I don't going? take light in. What do you mean? If, like if it positivity, I don't, if like a joke lands really well and get a good pop or something, I don't really take it in because I still have not killed in my mind. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a kill yet. So mm. I like that's this, my thing. I so can't, like the set didn't go perfectly until the whole thing has gone perfectly. And then you can be proud of yourself. Yeah, maybe something like that, hmm. something like that. But I just don't, Every, I'm very, I'm also, I'm just very, uh, I have a high standard for myself and I'm not, and I know I'm not where I want to be, but I also know that I'm not trying enough because if I did prepare before sets, if I did go over jokes, like if I did just even reciting, like you talking about reciting, 
Yeah. Um, I don't do that anymore. I used to do that. Like, you remember me when I started, I used to fucking practice all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking do that anymore. Like my practicing is on it's the probably stage. good. I recite a lot, but it's probably not, it's probably not great. It's, you get a little robotic, but I, I just need that uh, reassurance so that I don't get too anxious. The happy medium I is, I, there right is between ha- us. Yeah. It's right between you and I. It's prepare, but don't over prepare. Sometimes, yeah, you uh, over prepare and it doesn't go well. And, and there is like a sweet spot where it's like, oh, I only got this much time to like do my rehearsing bullshit. And then it actually goes better because right? I was restricted a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, even though I know this, I've known all this stuff, but I'll still do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like superstitious almost. Yeah. I think that every comic and I, like, I think Travis described it as like, I don't know if he described it as a click or like he, he said that like something happens with a comedian where all of a sudden like they're very comfortable in their voice. They're comfortable on stage and everything just feels very like natural. And like every, everyone, you know, if you work hard, you will get to that moment. But like, who's the, who the fuck knows when that will be. Um, but yeah, I think as long as you're having fun with it, just have fun with the process. Have fucking fun. I don't have fun. That's my thing. I don't have fun the entire day leading up to it. <laughs> it's uh And then you get on stage and you're like this is great. Uh stage almost the fun the funnest part is uh the retrospect the night after I'm off stage and if like even if it didn't go great the whole time if like I got something new to work then like the fun is just being happy about that for like the next few days I'll be like I'll be charged up over like yeah oh, I got this to work I changed this joke and it worked better than before like if I have a couple things that I'm experimenting with work out in a set like I'm, yeah. I'm like on top of the world for like a few days you ride the little highs like the little highs that you get from this oh act. it's huge no yeah, it's like yeah. an antidepressant for like a f- for like many hours I, it, I haven't felt that in so long and, and but that's when I'm on so stage sad. the laughs are just like I just feel relief like oh I feel like I can breathe out like it's not going uh worst case scenario like I thought it was possible which it is always possible but that's once always a big once win. it's not worst case scenario I'm I'm relaxed that is always a huge win I always do the best if like you're shitting your pants thinking you're gonna be horrible and then right before like once the comic before you's on you're like oh I just want them to shut up so I can go on Right, and then you like, get like really like yeah. can't wait to get on. Like yeah. I just want to get this out already. Yeah, that's great. That but is then a great all feeling. Day, all day before that, you felt like a phony fraud piece of shit, and you're not gonna you're gonna do horrible. It's gonna go bad. But then after like enough hours of working on the set, I'm like, no, this all makes sense. This all adds up. Like I'm good to go. That's like the perfect night for me. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. It's it's just an insane thing to do. I feel like I took all my credibility away from myself this podcast. No, you I didn't. Just, Not like, at all. Was like, Here no, is no, everything sh- about why. No, you're showing that you care about the fucking art. I feel like I don't care enough sometimes. And that's my issue. When I was in college, um, I I took just ge- like general arts and I took a drawing class. And my professor was like, you are really good at drawing if you just focused on it. But if you don't care about drawing, it's kind of just a wasted talent that you have. And so what? You don't want to do something that you find boring? If you find it boring, I don't know. That's how I feel about comedy, though. Like, I, I feel like I don't care enough to really put the work in off the stage. I do tons of sets. Like, I've done almost 130 sets and two years, including lockdown. I think that's so weird that you're counting them all. I just It's just by because they're on my phone, right? Because I record everything. 
Yeah. Like, so I just start numbering them and I just haven't stopped. <laughs> so like you take a recording of the set and you just name it, number, or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah, that would work. That's, I record most cool. of my sets. I mean, I've messed a couple, but like if I'm like video filming it, like I won't audio record it, but like, you know, yeah. So I just kind of start numbering them and I haven't really stopped. I, it doesn't, the number doesn't matter, but I guess what I just mean is, is like, I've been doing it for like, I just had my two year anniversary and close to 130 sets. And that's including all the months that we were locked down and didn't have stage time. Like I've done a lot of sets. Um, and do you yet, think you're just not like, I, I, but I don't do much outside of the sets. Like I don't, like the writing is kind of sloppy. Like I kind of write on the go. On the go, like on stage. You're like right an idea stage. will come to me like when I'm on the street and I'll just jot something down on my notes. Yeah. All those things I jot down on my notes, that's things that like when I'm sitting down to write, write, like come up with new stuff, I scroll through my apps and then I'll take those ideas and like. And flash them out. Mold on them. Yeah. And that's what I don't do. Oh, you just, well, that's a lot of people's process. Like that's what Bill Burr does. He comes up with a premise, goes on stage and just riffs. That takes a lot of balls and a lot of like performance chops. I don't even really riff. It's just a, I have a fucked up process. I just like, I've been feeling sloppy lately and I know, and I know that I have to put more work into writing. Um, and I, and I also know that the issue is, is that I'm not inspired right now. Right, yeah. I'm just not inspired because I, I'm I fi- I'm doing a lot of work. Like yeah, podcast and if, and- if you're not going to talk about your work, it's like what I was saying earlier. I felt like uh, if I I didn't want to talk about nursing too much, I still don't not sure if I want to talk about it on stage too much. But like, if you're not going to talk about that, that's kind of a, a big bulk of your life. Big like bulk of that's your life. all I'm doing is going to work and hanging out with my girlfriend. So a lot right. of my material is like well, my gr- girlfriend and I did this. My girlfriend yeah. did this. It's, it's a and lot. that's great and relatable because that's. Yeah, I mean, there's so many comedy shows that it's not like about relationships either. That's 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 one thing I could do. I could kind of take some of Chris's territory (laughs) a little bit. But but you're still. But I got a different angle than him. You have a part of your life that you're living. I I really I'm alone so much of the time, so it's just it just feels very. like so much of my writing inspiration comes from like past experiences or yeah, I know you're digging in the well. It's, it's just, it's, and then, and then you realize I haven't fucking even gone on a date in a year. What am I doing? I do think after that year and a half that I was off in the pandemic, I was probably, I think the worst I've ever been at comedy right before that. Right. Like, uh, it's probably around the time we were on the podcast too. I, I just had the lowest opinion. I hated every material I have. Like you were on fire then. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe a little bit after that, I, I fizzled out. Yeah, like in uh, being inspired, right? But uh, I do think that that there is benefits to taking <sighs> gaps off. Yeah, like you kind of come back and like when I came back, it was like, well, I haven't done it for a year and a half. This is a clean slate. So like the first seven minutes I did was a brand new seven minutes, and like that's a crazy thing. Like nobody. Like it's a very rare move, I think, to just be like, I'm gonna come with seven minutes of brand new material. Like it's something most people say, like that's stupid. Where it's all I had because I was coming back from such. But a But you break. were excited about that seven minutes. Yeah, I was you? excited about that seven right? minutes. And then that's that's where I, oop, ding, ding, I was ding. excited about those seven minutes. Yeah. And so like, yeah, that's where I I can connect more if I'm excited about it. So I like totally I've been doing that. a lot of like. Who gives a fuck? I got nothing to lose. I don't have any material. So I'm just going to do throw a bunch of new material. And also, I've always had the mindset of like, I'm an early comic. So whatever this material is, it sucks. 
So <laughs> I, mean, I, don't I don't know what I don't want to like cling too much to something that is like the joke of an early comic. That's probably not that great anyway. I also think Which it's, is, it's okay as new comics to go. It's not going to be the best, but doesn't suck. Like, do, yeah. do, do you know what I mean? Like, I think but that at some point, if you do, like, if you're not that proud of it, you should try to grow out of it. Like, use it until you don't need it anymore. You will know if it sucks. I don't know which pro told me that. Who the fuck said that? Was it Jordan Foisey? Someone on the podcast was like, if you have a brain in comedy, you will know when a joke really sucks. If there is something there, if you are getting nuggets... It doesn't suck. Maybe it's not the best. I hate just having anything in the act in the set though. That's like this is a placeholder. I don't like. I don't feel great about it. But right, I yeah, gotta yeah. feel this minute. I think like so much. I'm of, like, so quick to ditch jokes, ditch material. Yeah, I I, I throw material out so easily. Like I should give them more but of a chance. Never throw it out. Keep it in the in the joke book. Go yeah, back to lately it, I've been going through the uh, arduous task of cataloging <laughs> everything I've ever done. Like I got How a, do you? I had a folder. I just barely scraped the surface, but I got like all the notebooks I've had, like all those five years, even all the breaks I've done when I'm, I haven't been going on stage, I've always been writing. So I got like just tons of shit that I got to like sift through. I'm going to be like, I can't just say that everything I did before was shitty because like I was getting laughs years ago. It was working. I might still use right. some of it. How do you organize your jokes? Uh, is I it all in physical paper? It's all. Yeah, it's all physical. This is what I started doing. I, I have Google Doc, right? And so I have like I have like categories here. Tried and true. This is tried and true stuff that I know does well. Right. Brand new. So like these are like brand new jokes that I'm working on. It's similar. I've got kind of like a uh, con table of contents written out on my physical version I, with kind of similar. But I fucking like, love this. What works. This is short. This is stuff I didn't do yet. Like I broke it down in all these categories. What I love about this is like I just make a copy of this document and I go new seven minutes or like like when I was doing guest spots at Yucks, I said 10 minute Yucks guest spot, um, which should be your best Actually, no, this wasn't even guest spot. This was when I opened for James Mullins. Did you do 10 minute guest spots? I did. So I was technically. Um, is, it, is it normally Get five? ready comics to get mad at me. Um, when I opened for James Mullins, I was. I got technically paid as a medal. For doing 10? I was supposed to do 10 to 15. I did like 12 or 13 minutes. I didn't quite do a full 15. So why would comics be mad? Because you're well, like, too uh, early, too uh, early to get that. Far too fucking early. Yeah. Far too fucking early. And listen, I middled for Scott Belford once. And, that was the best set <laughs> of my life. Did 26 minutes. That was. Did like, you really? Accomplishment. Yeah. 26. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It was it was really good. It's probably the best set I ever had. Oh my god. A couple of years ago in Sydney. I I did not see that as a legitimate medal. Like, I just want everyone to be clear of that. I did not see it as that. I saw it as like a very much so a high pressure guest spot where I had more time. That's how I saw it. Because uh, I don't see myself at that level. But essentially, I was given this amazing opportunity to like really do my best fucking stuff. Um, and I'm confident that I, I could have done 15. How'd it go? Good. Good. Yeah, yeah, I, I was happy with, with the James Muldrum weekend. I did well, but again, I'm going to go back to it. I just don't take in the light. So it's not fun while you're on stage. 
I don't know, man. I'm just not, I'm not present yet. I think yeah, that, that's yet. a big part of it. I'll, I'm not present either. I'm thinking about my jokes, but uh, this is like my approach and priority going forward is to connect with the audience is my like number one thing I want to work on now. Like, yeah, I'm going to just have go up with way less material. Give us some breathing room just yeah. to like look at people. Yeah. Uh, which start, sometimes is hard with the stage lights and stuff, but like, yeah, oh, it's it so still hard. feels like you're being looked at if you're, and that's why yucks. Like my first two guest spots, like my first one was good. My second one sucked. Um, and that stage has always scared me because I can't see the crowd, but the James Mulder weekend, what was great about that was I finally felt I did well on that stage that used to scare me. So when I walked away from that weekend, I went, Oh, I'm like actually legitimately like proud of myself. Um, but I, I still in my head, I'm like, I got so far to go so much to work on. Got to get so much better. Like I just have that like new comic, like going back to that new comic, like I suck. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. A guest spot would be really scary. If I, if I didn't like how I did on a guest spot, that would be like yeah. torturous. I'd be like, I need another one to redeem myself so bad right now. Right. And so like when, when I got asked by James to open for him, I was just like, Oh fuck me. I have to like really rise to this occasion because like I I felt like I had something to prove. And of I, course, yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's like, guest and spots. I, and I think that I you do have something to prove. That's the point of it, you know. But anyways, but yeah, it's ugh, so much. There's so much to stand up. It's so taxing. But yeah, of all the hobbies I have, tough. it's the most taxing. I love it. I gotta say, um, that's good that you love it though. Like I think that that is key. I didn't even realize like how much I love it until I came back and like it, it is so lifted. Uh, I don't even want, I want to, it made me less depressed, but I think if I actually did like a DSM five, if look, look, look at the criteria, I don't think I was depressed clinically. You could oh, no, say yeah. a lot of people, I think the word is a little looser. Oh yeah, big time. Cause like you have to be like lying in bed for days. Yep. Like you have to have major changes in your life. Like if you want to get technical about it, depressed people can't go to work. I had depressed traits. I yes. Guess. No people. People get depressed, but cl- like clinical depression to be diagnosed with it is um, takes a lot. It does. Yeah. It takes a lot because like on my psych psychic assessment, I was really like going for a depression. I was like, <laughs> I'm going I'm to walk out of this with a depression diagnosis. And she explained, she's like, you have insanely depressive episodes, but it's because of the ADHD and anxiety that like overwhelm you and throw you into these. And, and the, one of the, one of the most, like, I, I gotta say, psych assessments are really eye opening because one of the things that stood out to me was like on the treatment plan, it was just like, none of the above will work if she does not have emotional supports in her life. And I was like, ooh, that hits hard. Because she recognized that like you don't there's need- there's stuff I can do to improve ADHD. There's all this, but the fact that because a lot of what I talked about was like being lonely, not having friends, not feeling like I had emotional supports. I'm not close to my family. I don't mean to scare you, but like the patients that do the worst in life are the ones with no social supports. Yep. Emo- they- emotion and emotional supports, right? I no, I'm talking more social supports. Oh, like yeah. when your health is declining and if, if you have nobody, like yep. odds are you're not you're gonna be like 
you're going to be stoic and you're not going to do anything about your health and let it decline. Like oh, you, big time. people need people to even have the will to live. That's right. We're not supposed to be and alone, like, it alone. It doesn't alone. mean you're suicidal, but you're like, you're going to neglect things you need. Yeah. If you're like isolated. Yeah. And isolation like makes you aggressive. Like it's probably like the worst thing mentally for humans. That's why they, the solitary confinement, I think it'd be more humane if prison guards just beat prisoners. I mean, they do right? that too, but like, yeah. I'd rather get beat than solitary. Exactly right. Yeah. Like, just see the written. I was just like, that is eye-opening to me because it's 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 really saying like this area of life needs more focus. Um, having like emotional like, and I know that I I I have friends. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna go out here and say I don't have friends. I do. But I said that earlier. But like, stand by it. But you know, like, I don't have anyone to hug after a really good show or like. You know, like I've, I've done many like milestone comedy moments with no one there to it support is, me. Isn't it depressing? Like when you have like the night of your life and like yes. you made a whole room of people think you're hilarious. Like it's such a good feeling. You come home to like an empty apartment. It's just quiet. Yeah, it's exactly. like, it is like a big uh, postmortem depression moment. It's it's a moment because you go, what, what's all this for? Yeah. Like, what was the point of all that? Just to like, just because it was fun. And it's like, I felt like this was building this up higher than just I had a fun night yeah. in my head. But yeah. yeah, but you did. You did do more like increment. You made an incremental improvement. You you validate. You're more confident. Like there are all these benefits and it, it, it was all for something. But exactly you, like you don't get a big check and you don't uh, have groupies coming home with you. It's not like a big, exciting, glamorous thing, even though you did do something kind of glamorous. Like if you kill on stage and you know, whatever small the scale is, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's it a cool thing cool. to do. It is a cool thing to do, but you gotta have, you gotta uh, have people in your life that I don't know. But those quizzes though, they do um, like I, when I was the most depressed I've ever been, I did one like a depression quiz and it came back like mildly depressed. And I was <laughs> so disappointed. Isn't, isn't I was so like, I felt like such a drama queen. I, I was know. like, I'm thinking about killing myself all the time. Like, uh, it's got to say immediately check yourself into a psych ward. And then it's just like, <laughs> you're fine. You're, you can get get a hug from your mom. You'll you'll be fine. It's a it's a premise of a very early joke I had, which was like, there's no mildly suicidal option. It's either like you are or you're not. Yeah. But like Rosebud Bur- Baker, who's like a great comedian, said it so much better than me. She's like, I'm not suicidal. And it's like, it's so frustrating when you see a pro like say it so concisely. Put in perfect she, words. Yeah. She was like, I'm not suicidal, but I'm not fighting to live. And I was just like, that's exactly what I'm trying to like, like She's like, if a bear, you know, if a bear was chasing me in the forest, you know, I, I would do a light jog. Like, yeah. like, like it it's was just, it was just so perfect. It was just like a similar idea. But was like, that in her new special or was that her Letterman thing? I think it was her Letterman. Yeah. I saw I, I feel like proud of myself for knowing about Rosebud before uh, uh, I know before she blew up. Oh, me too. I knew her from the Amazon Prime documentary series. Um, did you see that too? What was it called again? I think Corinne Fisher was uh, in that it's, too. It has the most generic name ever. It's just like telling jokes, laughing, something. Oh, I don't know. It was a bunch of okay. comics. It was like Inside a few jokes. Com- in- yes. Inside yes. jokes. It was a couple of comics from New York and LA. And then you watch them all try to see who go to new faces. Yes. I saw her from that. I, I, I knew her before that. Ooh, you beat me. You beat me. I, I knew But her. I feel cool. Cause I never heard anybody talk about that show. 
I knew and then her. Rosebud's famous all of a sudden. I was like, oh. I fucking love Rosebud. I'm a longtime follower. I discovered her because she was a guest on Guys We Fucked podcast, which has been around forever. Um, but then I started following her and she did a podcast, Just Bieber podcast. Anyways, yeah. I but she was a nobody in that documentary. She was. Yeah. She's, so, she's, she's killing it. I guess you beat me there. You heard her on a podcast or something. <laughs> Fuck, I thought I was at ground zero. If, if we look at when Inside Jokes came out, I can almost guarantee. I don't know when I watched it. Whatever year it came out, I wouldn't know when I watched it, though. <laughs> this is the most hilarious argument. <laughs> we, we should clip this and send it to we're, her. <laughs> sorry, we're just uh, competing over who heard of her first. Do you know what's wild? I message her. Some, like, we talk on Instagram yeah, you, sometimes. Yeah, I heard you talking about you just shoot your shot at these comics and you get answers. That's Because I've like... I bet that wouldn't work for me in a male so comic. So here's the thing. I'm just like You guys very, are supporting each other. Well, I'm just very bashful about like, if I am watching her special, like, I'll take a picture and tag her and then she'll repost it and then at that point I'm in her like approved messages mm. so like so if she yeah what was it it was uh, fucking she posted a reel and it was about Roe v. Wade and the reel was just essentially like we have to start having anal sex because it's the only way it's the only way now now that Roe v. Wade is overturned and then like I like reposted it with like I spit out my Red Bull at this like it was so funny I spit out, and then she like wrote back like at least you were drinking the right right drink for this moment and I was just like I just love Rosebud so much I just like I just love that like famous comics are still very down to earth people like who will just like respond to a stranger yeah on Instagram that's, yeah, I don't know. I find that surprising, though. Like, uh, Rosebud, maybe, because she's newer to fame, but, like, you get the same thing from Whitney, Whitney. Cummings and, and Nikki Glaser and Taylor Tomlinson. And, you but, ever do that with her? Uh, not Taylor, no. No. I, I do like Taylor quite a bit, but... um, She makes me so insecure. Like, she made a special so quarter-life crisis. I'm the age she was when she put that special out, and I'm so frustrated. Like, oh, you're having a crisis? You're putting out a special. You're a fucking headlining comedian. You're living my goddamn dream and you're having a crisis. I'm the same age as you. Fuck you. I can live with a, I can live with someone in their 30s or 40s doing a special. But like right. a 25 year old, I'm like, no, you're breaking the rules. You're supposed oh. to be bad like me. Right. But that's uh, but you're still very young. You're 25. Um, think of me at 35. Bitch. I, know. I don't know how you do it. It's hell. Well, but there is a moment of why. But I really do go, why am I doing this? Best case scenario, like I've been doing this ten, two years now. Yeah. Maybe at 40, I will start to get really, really good. Yeah. And then you can headline. That's. And then I'm a 40 year old woman. So fucking cares. You're do a professional I comedian. I don't even, I don't think I want to be a professional comedian. Okay. Well, if you're saying you're headlining. You're making bank a little bit. But I might have. I I don't know, guys. Like, I, I, I want podcasting to be my thing. Like, that's that's where I really want to excel versus comedy. It's hard. Comedy is hard. I just really like money, okay? And success. And I think podcast. I think it's actually more. You're more likely to get success from podcasting than comedy. Yeah, definitely. At this point. I hate saying that. Well, I think it's most, just most professional grind. comedians nowadays are actually professional podcasters. They're probably making more money. Oh, uh, no, yeah. that's not true. The podcast is selling their tickets. Maybe Joe Rogan makes more money from podcasts and stand up. But the two marry very well together and more comics should have podcasts. And Dan was right when he said, I went about it. 
backwards because I I was trying to be a podcaster and then I became a comedian. If you are a comedian and you start to do really well, develop like a fan base and then have a podcast, that podcast is more likely to do better. I, I want to book backwards. Know. No. no. It's just I did. a different path. I don't think it's better or worse. Oh, Why is it worse? Why is it worse? Um, it's worse because it is harder to get um, someone. Okay, how am I saying this? If you see a comic you like a couple times at a show and you enjoy them quite a bit, you're probably going to subscribe to their podcast, right? Um, around here? Oh, oh, in um, in real life. I don't know. I don't know if there's like, you, like the famous podcast, people. The podcasts you named are famous comedians. Yeah, but I don't like Ari Shafir probably has my favorite podcast. He does. He doesn't have my favorite comedy. Like oh, I, I like his. Okay. I like his stand up, but. But you discovered um, him probably. Through. I like his podcasting more. Did you I just discovered him because for being a guest guest on Joe Rogan? Ah, uh, okay, okay. I just think it's it's harder for me to convert. I don't know. It's just a strange thing. It's uh. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I guess I had comics as listeners before I even was a comic. Yeah, and, they're probably mostly. And now I'm like, oh, here I am as a comedian now. You, you, just, you built it's this. Just, like, it's just it's just weird. It's just a it's it's a weird thing. You you like embedded yourself oh. into the scene. Well, it's great because um, do, do, do you know Kyle Carpenter? Have you ever met him? Yeah. The, the great and powerful. I don't know him very well, but yeah, I know. He's great. Um, we had a great chat after he hosted Yucks, and I had, did a guest spot that night, and then we had a great chat afterwards, and I, I was just like articulating to him. I was like, I I never felt like I could be a shitty comic. Um, And he was like, no, you haven't. Ever since you started, you had like a pressure on you, and then he worded it perfectly. He's like, but you put that on yourself. That was not put on you by anyone else. It was in your head. Like, because you think... Because I'm friends with comedians. But the audience doesn't know any of this. They don't the know audience your backstory. Doesn't, so it's all on me. Yeah. It was yeah. a prison that I put myself into of I have to be good. Well, I have to be extra good. Is that for the other comics though? Yes. Yeah. But that's what we start the podcast with. You talking about how you, you're very worried about what the other comics think because of that. Yeah. Because it's such a art that bonds us all together so tightly. Um, we always want to like impress, impress her. And that was me when I started, I was like, Oh my God, like I, I know so many comics. I've been to so many shows. Like I can't be bad. And my dead friend who died said that to me, you've been doing this too long. You've been doing intoxicated too long. You can't suck. Yeah, you can, you can but suck. I know, but this is my dead friend saying this to me, and so I, I held it. I held it with me. He did, he probably didn't I, mean those words to be so impactful, he but he did. went and died, and he, then they, they right? inflated their but the meaning. Thing, it connected with me because I was like, that makes sense because he was such an influence on me. And then he said that to me like um, January, and then he died in March, and I started comedy that summer. Yeah, and for whatever reason, him saying that really stuck. Fuck you, big cat. Wherever you are, you're probably down here, not up there. Um, He's looking up at us. But like, yeah. But that, actually, take that as a compliment, big cat, because it means that I I love you so much I took the words uh, to heart too bad. But like Kyle saying that really fucking, I was just like, that is so true. 
I put myself in a mental cage and I got to break that shit. Fuck this. You know, like. Yeah. You don't got to like, worry I just, about being wor- worse. Yeah. You're, you're whatever you, you're at. You're, you're at where you're at. You're at matter. where you're at. doesn't matter. I just want to, I want to write jokes that I like that I'm proud of that do well. That's my goal. Yeah. Like. I'm going to keep it as simple as that. I want to be able to like pick a topic I want to talk about and just be able to write jokes about it instead of just being like, well, these are the topics I happen to come up with jokes about. So these are the topics I have to do. If I like, that's the goal of like, that's like when you're a really good writer, it's just like, I want to talk about abortion. Now let's sit down and write some Roe v. Wade jokes. And then an hour later, you got some things to try. Like, that's right. a real writer right there. It really is. I'm more true. like, ah, I thought of this idea. And then that kind of fits with this. Let's stitch them together. But if you can just, like, build them from whole cloth, that's like. I've been doing the milk every premise thing. Yeah. Which is, like, my crutch, I feel. Because, like, I like, like OnlyFans. I feel I'm a little s- trepidatious about doing that. I don't want to, like, overtag things and make. Well, it's not, you, don't, you don't have to overtag things. But, like. Like my only fan, like I have a thousand only fans tags, but like I don't do all those tags every time I do that joke. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? It's a pacing thing. Like but you if, could use some of them sometimes and not other times. Exactly. And but if I you, like a quick pace if I'm doing short jokes. If you had to do a longer set, you could do the whole thing. You do a whole chunk. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? True. So like, like my thing is, is like my goal, listen, th- we are like two and a half hours in and if any bookers are listening, I am ready to fucking close it on an open mic. I have 15 minutes, so feel free to ask me whatever. <laughs> oh, I love 15 minutes. I, I have enough material for 15, for sure. That's one thing I miss about Sydney is uh, doing getting to do 15 more frequently. Right? Yeah, those are great. I feel like I was in my stride when I was in Sydney. I don't know if it was just a mental thing. Like, these are my people. This is where I'm from. I'm fine. Mm. But I had more confidence there. Mm-hmm. And then Clifton had to start doing comedy and become, like, the greatest joke writer ever and make me feel insecure. Oh, shout out Clifton Cremo. I was Hope there. you hear that, Clifton. Oh, he's probably night. listening. Yeah? On probably a long a- drive that he's taken right now. Really? Right? No, not right now. Is it live? I guarantee. No. <laughs> but I guarantee you when he listens to this, he'll be driving. What's, why is his job a driver now? You no, know better he, than I do. But he takes a lot of long drives. Yeah. He like, he'll drive from like Cape well, Breton. He, I saw him post a freaking <laughs> date for BC. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, God. He has he a makes, bunch of tour dates. God, he makes me hate myself. Because <laughs> like, I was there when he first, I, I watched him his first night. And it was just, now he's soared above like. The, everyone has. Halifax comics. I everyone think, will get there when they get there. Everyone goes at their own pace. Clifton's just gifted. Some crack earlier than others crack. Some are also given, maybe like, maybe things happen for them too early and then they're forced to be better. Some just suck. You know, like, it's. No, <laughs> Clifton's like uh, Dimitri Martin. Did you ever hear of Dimitri yeah, Martin? Yeah, I, know, he, I know Dimitri. He instantly, oh, you know, on first name basis. You. <laughs> He in, apparently he instantly like got famous. I, I hear Burt Kreischer talk about it a lot. Like they started the same night and they started together and then uh, they were friends. And then all of a sudden Dimitri was just like, blew up. Uh, he blew up cause he like, he broke everything down. So mathematically he like knew every comic style of joke and he knew exactly like what style he was going to have. And like, he just broke it down. Like, with uh-huh. like equations almost like Ooh. this and this and this and that's why this punchline will work it all adds up like he, he was just like a natural 
Shit. I mean, people say that about Schumer, that she, like, she kind of got... Really? Same, same thing, that her success kind of happened. Did it come fast? Kind of. I feel like out of nowhere, she kind of came out of nowhere and was when did everywhere. She, uh, and she had, like, two years of, like, superstardom. Yeah, it started with uh, New Faces, I think. Did it start? That's a good question. No, that, that's Montreal. I don't think it was that. Last Comic Standing. She won Last Comic Standing. She also had the Inside Amy Schumer show, which is where I really discovered her. It was like a sketch, yeah, sketch comedy show. That's probably when she was first taken off. That was when I became obsessed, and then she did specials, and I loved her specials, and then she did movies. She's very influential. Yeah, I mean, I think for. For me, for sure. And I'm loud and proud about that. She was one of the first female comics that I was, like, obsessed about. Um, and she also, like, inspired a lot of the comics that I became obsessed about. Like, Nikki Glaser. Yeah. Like, Nikki Glaser came from, like, the Schumer school of comedy kind of thing. Um. Well, would she have started when Nick when Amy was just getting big or would she have she would have already been doing Laser. it for a little bit yeah she but she Schumer took her on her oh yeah like okay. like Nikki was like in a bunch of like Schumer's like um she was like the, shows she stuff. was like the one female comic of the time I feel like yeah it was it was uh <laughs> sorry I'm just laughing at I I just I posted this picture of the universe with the caption, remember that this thing doesn't care about you. And then uh, someone wrote back, hurt people hurt people, Sarah. <laughs> someone, give him a shout out. Ryan William, who's actually I'm recording with a week from today. I'll He's watch the next, it. the guest after you. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Who have been trying to, we met at a sex party, so it's going to be a oh, really? wild ride of a podcast. Uh, he's going to follow, um, <laughs> I don't know, he's going to follow this, you you trying to validate me for two hours about how I'm actually. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, you'll 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 get there someday. Um, I had a great moment on the, the podcast that I couldn't post. Oh, well. Maybe someday you guys will, will hear that, where I therapized real good, and I nailed it. Yeah. Um. Okay, we're going to get to the last segment because this is, like, ridiculous. We are two and a half hours in. <laughs> yeah, these are hurt my ears. Yeah, they're hot. I haven't felt this since I played, like, uh, online video games for hours and hours. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Are I they, don't even socialize they, on video games. Are they That's hurting your ears or are they just hot? No, they're, like, getting sore, but I'll, I'll go. I okay. got a uh, Rogan length again. Here we are. Okay, here we are. Okay, so um, this is the last segment because it is the most controversial. Um, it is for the True Trooper app listeners. Um, so, Michael, what is your unpopular opinion? Don't hate me for this, but... It's time for Unpopular Opinion. Uh, I'm not brave enough to actually have anything controversial or edgy. Uh, so I'll just do... Well, m you know, most people, when they answer this, they are very safe. I'll, I want to criticize your guests in the past. They are. No Everybody's one has, very no safe. No one has come on here and gone, COVID's not real. Yeah. P ladies, can't get ladies can't get abortions. No. You know, like, oh, that would I don't, be... I don't like minorities. Like no one's <laughs> like, no one's no one fucking clip that out of context. <laughs> I will. Oh my God. It's happening now. Okay. Um, uh, 
Uh, okay. Uh, this vabbing thing I heard about the other day. Oh, I know all about I think, that. I think the knee jerk reaction to be is like, that's disgusting. What are these freaks doing? I think it sounds pretty hot. It would probably work on me. Because I love eating pussy on the people you hate in your joke. <laughs> I'm very vocal. I love. Hey, listen, he, you're saying so. And we got to fill people in um, what vabbing is. Not everyone uh, knows. And I got pussy juices on you. You put the pussy juice on your neck and you wear it as like perfume. Yeah, pretty much. And there's science behind it because it's like pheromones and it's supposed to make you more desirable to men. It's probably like negligible. So apparently I've had pussy juice on my neck for a long time. Why? You, you've been doing that already? Oh wait, no, that didn't, that didn't work. Sarah fail. Fuck. I'm glad it, it didn't work because you screwed <laughs> up and not just because it went over my head. I was about to be really embarrassed. No, it should have been the other way around. If it made you undesirable, I've been having pussy juice on my ah, neck. But it makes you more desirable, which means I that's haven't the theory. been, I haven't been ba- vabbing, so maybe I should vab. Also, people are hard, too hard on foreskins. There's a bonus one. <laughs> too hard on them? What do you mean? They're calling it extra skin. It's not extra. <laughs> it's the standard issue factory human being amount of skin factory default it's the factory default if i was into women with no arms <laughs> i wouldn't say look at all these disgusting bitches with the extra arms that's funny write that fucking down i have had it written down for a while okay, i just never funny. tried it yet no, i'm tr- i tried it out on you for no, the first the arms time thing is really funny because it's so ridiculous I yeah love that. i actually I like that. workshopped I like that. that one with um cass and her parents at her cottage we were talking about my uncut penis together and uh the customs of whether or not to do it apparently my mom wanted me to be snipped but the doctors wouldn't let her which is i think did she did she say why because they're always changing their mind on whether or not they they think it's a good idea or not ah i was gonna say because okay whenever this topic comes up do you ever have a joke about how foreskins are gross i feel like no because i've my first boyfriend who i lost my virginity to was was uh circumcised right so that was my introduction so you thought they were normal and then another guy came and you traumatized them for life no ever since my first they've all been uncircumcised so like you know how to pick them or maybe they just don't do it anymore as much i don't i i don't know. Like I, I hear women talk about oh, circumcised guys, but I don't see the, these circumcised guys. Well, uh, and to be fair to the the foreskin haters, like uh, all, f- all the porn I've watched and everything I've seen as a nurse, the foreskins are generally disgusting. And uh, I think I just got a really good one. I feel like how fun! It's like a little surprise. It's a surprise. So that means it is more rare then. How can like, you su- no, it's like it's is like like a hard dick that's like not circumcised. It's like uh, it's making its magic reveal. Whereas like <laughs> circumcised, yeah. It's but like- then when they don't actually ever reveal, that's when it's oh yeah, that's when it's sad. But uh, or I do feel bad right now because I know there's probably dozens of guys who have that and now they feel shitty about themselves. No, 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 no. Let's be frank. They're not all, washing it good enough. All penises are great, but. Okay. But you think uncircumcised should be more appreciated. 
I think it gets too much hate. It gets I, too much I, hate. I think it's a very yeah. Like I'm almost even afraid to say this because I I don't I don't know if anybody has any jokes about how foreskins are gross, and I don't want to be calling them out as a hack right now. Like I don't know if that's a thing, but I think it's a very common stance comedically to just call them gross. Right, right, because of schmagma. Schmegma is pretty nasty. <laughs> uh, I clean schmegma off people. <laughs> it's just the word. I, I can't picture it. I I but, don't know the actual word for it. I think it might be that. But vaginas go through some gross shit. So like I can't I can't but, sit I can't sit here and squirm over schmegma when like yeast infections are a thing and fucking there's some nastiness that yeah. happens. Yeah, you gotta clean your dicks. Gotta you, clean. You gotta clean your genitals. Apparently not. Just hot water only. No soap. I did hear that. I think I did get a uh, an infection once, and I I knew it was from that because I wasn't having sex or anything. I was too. I was. It was before that age. But I would. Uh, the are too hard of soaps. So you get rid of your natural uh, flora or whatever. I thought that was more of a pussy prob, but uh, oh, yeah, dick, dicks, dicks too. Get it. Yeah, dicks get it too. Get rid of the. Oils. I think it might be a foreskin issue, actually. So don't clean your decks. Don't clean your pussy. Yeah, I had a but, guy. I talked a guy down once because he said like he had these dick symptoms, and then uh, he thought maybe his girlfriend was cheating on him. And I was like, No, you're just using too strong of a soap. Like I, I, got, I put on my nurse hat, but really, oh. I didn't learn that from nursing. I learned it from experience. That's okay. You yeah, still. But it, doesn't, I, it doesn't matter how you learned it. You learned it. I learned it. And you're yeah. changing lives because of it. Yeah. Yeah, wash your dicks. And I mean, I saw that soap run down, you know, even though it's not needed. What? Like, that's how you wash? You just let soap go well, on it and fall off Because apparently you're not supposed to, like, get up in there with soap because it's bad for you. Uh, I don't know. This I don't should know be what cut. you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about genital hygiene. What do you mean? I'm already uh, a 35-year-old woman, been single 10 years. I listen to Joe Rogan and I own one cat. And now I'm saying I don't wash my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really like, really uh, putting the pin and not being no, dateable you, at all here. You let soap water yeah, fall yeah, that, down Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It. That's yeah, what I mean, I guess. I, I guess go. like, it, it, I learned you're supposed for pH... Soap and water is like all you need. I I assumed that or sorry, all women just wa- hot water. Hot water is all you just need. Just hot water. Yeah. I assumed all women just had a special soap, like a gentle cleanser. I ivory stuff. There's like gentle soaps that are unfragment unfragmented. <laughs> fragmented. That's not it either. Fragmented. Fragranced. Fragmented. Is that a version of fragrance that you can use? That's funny. Yeah, no, I, I could see that being fine as long as it's not like strong and scented and shit. And there is, there is, there is vag- Vagicil cleanse, like soaps yeah, for that. Yeah, Vagicil, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's stuff like that. I put that on people. I don't buy that unless I'm getting laid. What's the point? Yeah, really. What, what's the point? You know, I'm not spending that extra money. I never wash my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's actually true. I got a kitten and she's never been washed all her life. My cat hasn't been washed either. Nice. Mine's eight, named Shirley. Eight years. Ooh. Mindy. Ooh. They clean themselves. That's she's fine. she's so clean, and that's the thing. The second like I would notice. Although I do I do get scared that like she won't know what a bath is, and maybe I should just do it so that she knows what it is. Too late now. Do you think? Yeah. She's already eight. Yeah, she's already eight. Yeah. It's too late to bath a cat. 
maybe because this was such a long episode, maybe we um do like a secret hashtag or something for anyone who like made it through. I used to do this in the early days of the podcast. Like I would say a hashtag and then like whoever makes it through can like comment that on like Instagram or whatever. Well, if they made it through my date readings, then that would be pretty, they'd be diehard as fuck. What's, uh, what would the name of your stand up open mic tour be for those dates that you just rattled? Uh, like I, I had one that was uh, exhausted and anal August. Anal August. Yeah. Okay. Hashtag anal August. I just got a message from an email from like a place I bought sex toys from before, and it said anal August. So I think that's why that was in my head. Send me a bunch of like butt plugs and for sale. And you're waiting now to bring this up. What? It's just, I bought sex toys online before, and so now I get spammed all the time. Yeah, and, and now, they I have said, a, now I have a thousand questions, and we have to end the podcast. Thepinkcherry.com. Oh, pink. Ooh, gotta buy local, Michael. What you doing? Go to Venus Envy. I, I did go to, um, I went to uh, Pleasures and Treasures to get a vibrator for my girlfriend. So nice. But it was actually a back massager, which I find interesting. Like, it's marketed yeah, no as shit. a back massager. The you want? I don't know if it was that brand, but it's the same, looks the yep. same. Yep, 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 um, yep, 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 yep. Uh, but like, it's, I find it funny how they have back massagers and then they're like, but it's also a sex device. Like, I wonder if you go to like uh, Bath and Body Works, they'll be like, here's some, technically they're anal beads, but they also separate your toes well for when you're painting them. <laughs> trying another bit out on you. There we go. I like it. I'm milking this content. I like it. I just know that the audience will either groan or laugh at you not knowing it was back massage. I didn't. No, like, yeah, whatever. There's like this, like the thorough gun is another one. They probably like, sell way more of them with that approach. Cause you get non, non masturbators involved too. Yeah, exactly. Multi-purpose. Yeah, why not? Multi-purpose. Multi-purpose. So, uh, hashtag animal August. And if- I have used it for my shoulders. Like after work <laughs> sometimes, like well, why not? It's what it's for. It's- Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. Yeah, I actually feel like I'd probably use it more as an actual. You never? You have one of those I, and you've never tried it for your I back? I do not have a wand. Oh. I do not have one of those. She got one. I you know, I don't know if you know my sex toy joke. I'm not I'm a hand bitch. It's the only I don't way. I don't need sex toys. Maybe you should and keep it that way cuz apparently like if you can just do it with your hand very easily, then yeah, you'll get it, desensitized. If you, that's you know. right. Listen to Michael. He knows what he's saying. I just parroting Dr. Drew's. E- even though he's very kind and got an amazing sex toy for his girlfriend, it is important to enjoy it. Like, like I, I just like it because it's like, I take my coffee black, you know? I'm, I don't need any fucking cream and sugar. Yeah, and, I started and, taking them black just so like they can't fuck it up. Right? They just pour it. But now so. I can drink coffee anywhere. Yeah, like driving like if, stick shifts. If a zombie apocalypse happened, I don't need a fucking outlet. I don't need to charge things. I'm good. Flicking your bean is like driving stick. I'm, I'm, I don't, I truly like, I, 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 I dropped like, I want to say like 350 bucks on like two sex toys like a couple years ago and I've used them. There's one I haven't used at all. And the other I've used like maybe five times. One you haven't used at all. Is it one that you need somebody to use it? I think you never have gotten around to it. I think it was like, I, I got ballsy 
and then I chickened out because it was like it's like a suction cup uh, dildo. What's so wild about that? It's really big. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, I know, like, I know I could probably make this happen, but like, it's, it's. You need to set an I, afternoon aside. I don't know, man. Like, it's, I think I, I think I bit off more than I can chew. I was just about to say that. You got a little ambitious. <laughs> I got too ambitious. You bought more than you could fit in your mouth. I also feel like, oh, who was it? Michaela was telling me, like. We were just talking about the idea of like reselling sex toys and how we wish we could do that. Well, why not? If you made an app that's like, here's used sex toys, there'd be some freaks that are like, I'm fine with. There'd this. be some freaks, and but also you could be like, it's out of the package, but I've never used it. Then you'd have that's, to. That's that's nobody to, would trust. You'd that. have to trust the person, but also you could sell to a could, friend. You could also clean it really good. Like I don't, yeah. I don't know if I would care. Would you buy? You would buy a used sex toy. I don't. A dildo for. 10% okay, probably not but I think some people would you're you're like judging people for not thinking for no, thinking I'm that's not gross judging I just don't like sex toys enough like I don't even like them enough brand new yeah right yeah but there's like some people who like like have a fucking dungeon or a closet oh. full, full of them I feel like the options for sex toys are so much vaster for women like I would go nuts if it's, I had all those holes and things to do there's a thousand of them and they're not suckers and lickers and vibrators there's, the only one you need is the one that has the air pulse technology and is like a clit sucking that's the only one you need because no human male can replicate that yeah you can no. What are you talking about? You can suck no. like at the same time. No, no, not not like that fucker can. No. The satisfier. Yeah, the satisfier. Like I yeah. It's not the same. I, we got that one. <laughs> but it's not the same. You can get close to it. But it's not the same. I mean, I, I don't know if she's. I don't think she's obsessed with it. I mean, she could you, be using it constantly, but like. You don't have air pulse technology in your mouth. It's it's too hard to it's too hard to line up though when you're having sex. Yeah, the, the right. air pulser thing. Well, the, the wand—it's you know, got such a big head on it. It's like you know, people uh, you can use miss. it alone, Michael. Yeah, but whatever, uh, whatever. <laughs> That's not what I'm interested in. <laughs> this was a delightful chat. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Thank you uh, another- for making my podcasting career what it is today my second podcast ever second podcast ever and um i always love chatting with you um so thank you so much for coming on this was awesome you're welcome and where can people follow michael kennedy at mike kennedy comedy the 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 (laughs) ke from the kennedy is the uh ke from the mike so it's (laughs) m-i- K-E-N-N-E-D-Y comedy. Oh, that's really smart. It looks cool on screen. And then you have to explain it. And then you have to explain Welcome it. Welcome to having a podcast called Intoxicated, where the T I never T-A-L- spell it right. It's T-A-L-K. Yeah, that's... We're both should change our shit, but I, yeah, I just I just changed it back from, like, Thomas, so I, I can't be changing every fucking every day. No, who are you, Brandon Michael? Oh, uh, I know. Sometimes it's stand-up Brandon. Joe always Sometimes wants- he's... <laughs> Brandon Michael is comedy. We jo- love you, Brandon, but pick a user. <laughs> Joe always wanted me to go up on stage as Michael Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Brandon.
Oh, that's so funny. Because Brandon Michael. Yeah, that's great. I had, I had to. He was like, weed. make that your permanent name if you don't like Thomas. I was like, no, I'm not going to build my whole identity around being a spoof of Brandon Michael. Hey, it could work. Yeah, I just have to hope he gets famous and then I also get famous off of his fame. I'll be I, a parasite. I'm going to pretend like I'm a professional comedian on a professional podcast and uh, read my dates. I'm going to like just be, oh. play, play make-believe right now. Do it. Uh, all right, uh, podcast listeners, I'll be at uh, the Red Room Riot on uh, Friday, August 12th. And uh, before that, even, I'll be at Oasis Comedy Tuesdays at, uh, one sec, uh, uh, the 9th of August. Oh, that's nice. Tuesday, the 9th. That's before the 12th. Yep. And then, and then uh, I'll be. Wait, sorry. When were you at Red Room? The 12th. Okay. Are you going to be there? I don't know yet. I could, probably could be. Go on. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm really just milking this and I'm, I'm holding you hostage. No, right I now. love it. Keep going. And then, uh, and then I'll be at, uh, uh yuck yucks pro amateur night on, uh, the, 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 the 18th of August. These are all in Back August. At it. Uh, yucks amateur night. Back at yucks again. And, uh, this is always the part where I stop podcasts is when I hear people doing this. So I, I wonder if anybody's listening. And then I'll be at uh, uh, Gus's Monday on the 29th. Oh, my God. That's awesome. You got a bunch of shows coming up. That's great. I got a bunch of shows, and I'm just waiting on someone else to answer me. And I'm at uh, Foggy Goggle on uh, the 28th. Okay, let's end this fucking podcast. All right. That was... Hashtag Anal August. Hashtag Anal August. And Michael Kennedy rang that bell. <laughs> you didn't like with a one finger god damn <laughs> thank you for listening to the intoxicated podcast if you enjoyed this week's episode make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast app you use and leave a rating or review on apple podcasts you can also give us a follow on facebook and instagram at intoxicated podcast and check out our video episodes on the intoxicated youtube channel until next week Feel hard and talk hard. Intoxicated Podcast is hosted and produced by Sarah McClellan and brought to you by the messiness of life.